Blog Talk Radio. Today, not enough people know that America's great literary tradition traces back to a woman. A black woman living as a slave in Boston, Massachusetts. That woman, made free by the power of her poetry, was Phyllis Wheatley. Phyllis Wheatley's journey to fame as a foremother in African-American literature began here, in the bowels of a ship designed for the importation of black slaves. Kidnapped from her native Senegal in West Africa at the age of seven, she endured the infamous Middle Passage route to Bermuda and eventually ended up in Boston. There, ragged, ignorant, and exhausted, she was sold at a slave auction to the family of a tailor, John Wheatley. There are stories around Phyllis Wheatley that people are less familiar with, even as they are familiar with the poetry itself. So some stories suggest that she was seen as a young person writing with charcoal. And she just picked it up off of the ground and started to make marks. And that was when the Wheatleys began to recognize that it was possible that she might be a special kind of child. Their faith was not misplaced. Wheatley, who possessed a profound intellect, took advantage of this opportunity. Four years after she arrived in Boston, she had already mastered English and was reading the classics in Greek and Latin. At 13, inspired by the British poet Alexander Pope, she wrote her first poems. Through her slim volume of poems, titled Poems on Various Subjects, Religious and Moral, Phyllis Wheatley founded three distinct intellectual movements, the American poetic tradition, the black literary tradition, and the women's literary tradition, all in her second language, English. Here's a reading of On Being Brought from Africa to America, a poem she wrote of her personal experience of enslavement and her religious beliefs that freed her. Twas mercy that brought me from my pagan land and taught my benighted soul to understand that there is a God and a Savior too. Once I redemption never sought nor knew. Some view our sable race with scornful eye, their color a diabolic dye. But remember, Christians, that Negroes black as cane may be refined and join the angelic train. I'm being brought from Africa to America by Phyllis Wheatley. Um, I take a poem like On Being Brought from Africa to America as deeply ironic and deeply sarcastic, and the language actually supports it. So if you do a formalist reading of the text, which literally takes line by line, word by word, to see what the context is and to understand the poem, then we can make a case for it being very sarcastic. So she uses words like pagan, and she puts it in italics. I think that she's playing on pagan, to begin to look at the Latin derivation of the term, which is clear 
about Christianity's debt to paganism. So suggesting that she comes from a pagan land is actually suggesting quite probably that she comes from a land that has a religion that is older than Christianity and that Christianity is in debt to. So she need not be brought to America for mercy to have her soul saved. Because of her intellectual achievement, Phyllis was granted her freedom in 1774. She married another free black, John Peters, and continued to write until her untimely death at age 31 in 1784.
celebrate life tonight. We having a good time. But let's not forget, in 2001, around the time the first blueprint came out, terrorists attacked New York City, took down our towers. They believed that it would weaken us. They were sadly mistaken. On September 11th, when I looked on the TV, I just saw the strength and the resiliency that make New Yorkers New Yorkers. And I was proud to be here. I was proud to be from here. So now we stand here tonight, eight years later, even stronger, even stronger. We stand here tonight even stronger. This is our town. We run this town, New York City. New York City, we run this town. Bunch of other things that are going on, and so I'm seated right behind the uh, pastor. So 
visitations and so forth is a huge part of what I do now inside the church as well. Right. You're saying that's what's kind of kept you away a little bit? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we welcome you to the show, man. And it's always, like I said, good to see you. Uh, hear your voice, I mean to say. And uh, I'm looking to f- looking forward to hear your input on the various open forum topics we got going. But it sounds like you're pretty busy at the church. And I guess any time your role increased, that means you're doing something good. So congratulations on your uh, added role within the church. Uh, very important. Anytime you work in the church, it's very important, especially if you're members of the uh, service. Uh, think it impo- it's important enough to elevate you. So I want to—I don't want to belittle that with me trying to rush here. But I just want to just thank you again for coming on with a, such a short notice. We had a, uh, a couple of people that we thought was going to come couldn't make it. So anyway, uh, like I said, tonight is open forum family. We like to do these open forums to see what's on your mind, what's on the family's mind, what's on your spirit, what's bugging you or what's not bugging you. Maybe some of y'all have some testimonies you want to just share of something that the Father's done for you that would really uh, encourage hearts listening. You're welcome to share tonight. Just don't want y'all to be uh, too afraid to press that button one. So Joe is joining us tonight. Like I say, we haven't had him on for a while, and I'm looking forward to his input with the various topics. I know he'll speak his mind. That's one thing we remember about Joe. He always speak his mind and, and bring it and, and be honest, and then that's what we want. That's one another reason we had thought of you, because we thought of several people, Joe, to be honest with you. So, um, cousin, it's good to hear your voice all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. So, um, uh, you down for open forum tonight, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Very excited yes, about it. Yeah, and I know you don't have the topics yet, but uh, there's a few things on the table, and we never know what somebody's going to press one and say. <laughs> so whatever we got on the table plus whatever family members is going to be bold enough to uh, press one and ask the family, ask us co-hosts, that's what will be happening tonight. So I just wanted to just uh, uh, just uh, before moving any further, I just want to thank everybody on the phone lines Uh I want to thank y'all. Every week we get these people that is on time. I mean, as soon as I start that song, and I don't want to forget this while I'm jumping to this, I don't want to forget you you family members that as soon as I press play on that uh, beginning song, you're there. I want to really appreciate it. I really appreciate that. And uh, California is pretty strong at being on time. I, mean, I don't know if it's because... You would think they would be late because they're behind this time zone-wise, but there's a lot of California callers from everywhere, but for sure California. Appreciate seeing you on time. Appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. Well, darling, I want to go ahead and get a few things uh, that we uh, have that you may have out of the way. Not that it's not important, but I just I know you always have very uh, important things for the family news updates, and we want to definitely get that out at this time. So, did you have anything, um, I know, I know, did you have birthdays for this? I know, don't, this is a new month. Did you have any birthdays? I do, I do. You do? We have, I You do. have a lot of them? Let me go ahead and start up our little birthday song. We'll probably get a new one in a couple of weeks, but uh, I like this one for now. Let's just start this up here. So you have quite a few. I mean, you said a few. Well, okay. This is Stevie Wonder. This is song, by the way, I, I never really explained. Uh, some of y'all should know by now what this song is. This is Stevie Wonder uh, when there was a big push to get MLK's birthday. Uh, 
uh, nationally uh, recognized. Stevie put this song out, and I'll still like to use it for our birthdays. But go ahead with family members that is, that has birthdays for the month of May, darling, if you don't mind. Okay, we have Aldrich Cooper, which is the third today. Really? Now, who, who is, uh, help me out, who is that? Who, who, you say the name again. Aldrich, E-L-D-R-I-C-K. He is um, a Kasani boy's grandson. Oh, really? Okay, well, happy birthday. Uh, Aisha Dorsey is okay. Uncle Uncle Billy Joe Douglas' granddaughter. She lives in Atlanta. She is Joanna's daughter. Okay, okay. it's on the anybody side, right? Billy Joe, right? Right. Okay. okay. I'm learning. And we have Benny Ruth Delena. It's today. Okay. He's celebrating her birthday in heaven. Mm-hmm. Really? Hey, Joe, did you know that? Yeah, she passed away about uh, right about two years ago, or a year and a half ago, uh, in Ogmogie. I was gonna actually, uh, you know, pay a tribute to uh, all, you know, the, our lost aunts and uncles and so forth. But I'm glad that you guys did acknowledge that her birthday is today. Yeah, you can do a little something later on, man. This is open for you can say whatever you want to say, Joe, on this show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I uh, so that was two years ago, and that is, uh, let me see if my memory serves me right, that is Angie's mother, and that's Sonia's mother, and I forget the other siblings. Yeah, yeah, I mean, did uh, I get that you right? You had uh, Donnie Ray, yeah, that's, that's correct. Yes. Wonderful family, I mean, wonderful group, I mean, they are definitely a family that is united as one, and uh, was certainly a, a huge loss for us when, uh, she passed away, but she uh, always coined the phrase that uh, when she was going through her cancer uh, period, she said uh, God said she had God. God didn't say she had cancer; man said she had cancer. And I believe when they diagnosed her with um, what was supposed to be a final cancer, it's uh, for her body, and, and uh, I think she lived almost three years past that. So she is wow. uh, definitely that that strand of Douglas is very very strong in all of us. And I'm very, very proud to be a be part of the Douglas family. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you for that. That was good. Three years of of serious cancer. Yeah. Three years of serious, serious cancer, and uh, I mean, she was she was beaten, but you know, finally, you know, took took over her body. But she did a lot of things in her life that we should all be proud of. Yeah. Well, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Even though she's not here We want to treat those that have passed We'll still say happy birthday family We cannot let them die in our minds Pass away in our minds They have got to always live We can say happy birthday, happy anniversary Nothing wrong with that but Go ahead, Miss Darling, with your birthdays Okay, we have my aunt Emma Jewel Douglas Johnson Okay the 17th All right Seventeen. And we have Maya Johnson, which is uh, Aunt Emma and Uncle William's granddaughter on the 30th. Okay, happy birthday. All right. We have Takaya Womack, 
which I believe is my aunt Iope's granddaughter-in-law. Could be wrong, but that's who I think it is. Okay. All right. Happy birthday to you. Okay. We have Arian Nelson, the 25th. Okay. We have Laurie Mus, the 6th. Okay. Sally Bell. I believe this is your aunt, too, right, Joe? That's, yes, that's, that's Spoonie. And, um, I believe she's experiencing. I don't know if her birthday is today, but I think her, I'm, I'm pretty sure her birthday is in the month of May. It's on the 11th. Okay, okay. And she's and she's uh, she's doing better. I mean, there. You know, you guys know we lost uh, my mom's twin almost two months ago, and uh, and she was. Right. They were all gathered together, and that was really a nice, momentous occasion. It was almost like a family reunion, although although a bit sad. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Robbie put a nice little uh, bio on the uh, Ed and Isabel page, pretty lengthy, which was good because it allowed us to learn a little bit more about our mom. So I'm very thankful for Robbie for doing that. Very, very nice uh, bio. All right, darling, is that it? You got more? I have more. Okay, go ahead. I have Stanley Douglas, the 12th. Okay. Stanley is my brother, my baby brother. Okay. okay. Happy Ro- birthday to your baby brother. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big guy. Rotasha Smith, I believe, is your niece. Yes, yeah, she is. That's Donna's daughter. Yes. It's on the 16th. Okay. Okay. Stephanie Freeman, it's on the 22nd. She is. You said, hold, on, right now, hold on, I didn't know that about Tasha. You said that was on the 17th or 16th? 16. Okay. Oh, Go ahead. Not forget. Okay. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. Stephanie Freeman is on the 22nd. Okay. She is Aunt Addie's granddaughter. And, okay. Um, Happy birthday. Angela Douglas. Is my niece. Her birthday is the seventh, and she's going to be celebrating in heaven also. Oh, oh wow! Amen. Wow! Happy birthday! Yeah. Okay, and Michaela, am I saying it right, Michaela Lowe? Uh, Michaela, you said it right. Okay. Close enough, Michaela. That's Breck's okay. daughter. This is uh, Aunt Robbie's grandson, granddaughter. Okay, she's graduating. Is it high school or college? It's uh, it's gonna be college. She's she's uh, okay. uh Michaela is uh yeah that's she's probably about twenty four somewhere around there. Okay, Katina. Well, we have Benjamin. I don't have a last name. Benjamin, who is Katina's husband? Yes, yes, yes. Katina, everybody, is, um, real quick, so we'll know who these names are, because she's going to, we're just trying to know each other, focus all there is to it. I know y'all not going to remember this, but some of these names you might remember, but Katina, um, 
Azalee's daughter, Naomi, has a daughter named Tina that died when she gave birth. Well, she gave birth, giving birth to Katina. When she died, the baby that was born out of that death was Katina, unfortunately. But uh, she's a very bright young lady and has a very nice husband from what I gather. That's Katina. When you think of Katina, think of Naomi Asley's daughters. uh, uh, That's her granddaughter. Go ahead. Okay. Elizabeth May, is that May the last name? McVeigh. McVeigh. M-C-V-A-E. Yeah, M-C-V-A-E. That's Tanya's, uh, my sister's daughter graduating from uh, Texas A&M down in Corpus. So we'll be going to Corpus on the 14th. She's, uh, I think she's trying to be a um, veterinarian. So a lot of graduations, college graduations, high school graduations, and family. If y'all know of any more, darling, I don't know if you've done, done it. I'll be just real quick. Uh, let me just say this. If anybody knows of anybody we missed, please, please let us know. We're not trying to miss anybody. We want right, to get right, name right. as many people as possible. So if we missed out on somebody, please let us know. We really want them to be included in this. We want everybody to know who's graduating because we, you know, at this time in our, in this, especially as a people, we need to hear as many graduates as possible from these higher, uh, higher, higher education. Any more, darling? Yes, Celeste. I don't have a last name. Oh, yeah, that's right. How can we all forget Celeste? What is her last name? McVeigh. No, no, she, that's Tanya's daughter also, but she's not a McVeigh. She recently got married. I think it's Williams or something. But Celeste is graduating from where? Uh, Tarrant County. Okay, TCC, Tarrant County College. Well, congratulations, uh, uh, Celeste, and all the other graduates. Congratulations if you listen to the show. Thank you all. And folks, family, like I said, keep them coming. I think that's it, darling, right? One more. I have Ivory Douglas graduating from Ohio State. Okay. Well, congratulations to Ivory, Ohio State, all the way up in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, again, we want to thank 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 everybody for sending that information to us, and uh, congratulations to all of the graduates. Okay, family, want to move right along because we want to <laughs> believe in our family. We're trying to speed up because we want to try our best to stick to this two this two hour rule. I mean, three hours a lot. I'm a big family kind of hang on the line out of dedication. But uh, it ain't like it, too. I mean, we've got a lot of good feedback on these shows, no negative feedback, even though it's been sometimes three hours. People seem to just just hang on. I watch the phone lines. I'm telling you, everybody that's hanging on right now will be hanging on at that time. So we appreciate that, but we want to try to do a little better and, and, and close out a little earlier where we won't be so much. Um, we won't do that to you, even though you're enjoying it. So that's why I'm moving a little fast tonight. Um, I want to just say of a, of a new part of the show, two new shows parts of our show is coming. One of them is going to happen tonight. We're going to have something called uh, a financial uh, financial matters with uh, William B. Johnson. We're going to try to do this every week. Maybe someday, some weeks we may skip, but we're going to have William come on via a audio clip. We'll be playing audio clips of various family members that's contributing. So William is going to be contributing financial information tonight, financial tips tonight uh, by William B. 
And then uh, in the future, next week, we're going to start a new, another new series. It's called Recipes, Remedies, and Reduce Prices. Recipes, Remedies are like old school remedies and reduce prices. And this is going to be hit up by Tasha, Donna's daughter. Tasha's really good. A lot of family members call her to get input on where you go shop, how to get low prices, how to get even. She's even good at college grants. Tasha is the go-to person. In our family, one of them, Tanya is another one, but Tanya is, is, is the one that we're going to be listening to. She's going to be sending in audio clips, letting us know the uh, recipe of the day or the recipe of the week or the remedy, old school remedy she found out of the week. Or a reduced price. Where is Where can you get some good prices? Just financial tips and along those lines. Uh, by Tasha uh, Mahia. So she'll be on uh, starting next week. Again, these are audio clips. And so if you family have some audio clips that you want to commit to to send every week on whatever topic, let us know. Get a hold of me or Darlene, and we will try to get your clip on. I'm going to say it one more time. Family, if you have some information that you want to get to the family, some information that we don't normally cover, well, even if we do cover you want to commit to sending something every week, or even every other week, you know, an audio clip. You can send it to my phone or to email us. You can call my phone and just leave it as a voicemail. I know how to convert it and get it on the show. We just want input from family because some of y'all are very smart, very intelligent, very spiritual, and we want you to, uh, we want to glean from what you're learning in your life, okay? So having said that, uh, Dawn, do you have anything on the cruise or, or did you want to skip that part of the portion of this show and go on other things? Or did you have any any information on the cruise, upcoming cruise, and uh, any up information on New Orleans? Okay, I did text Kendall today, and she just said I have him to call as soon as possible, you know, to to make sure that she can cover us. And okay. um, nothing new on nothing new on New Orleans. Okay, well, family, I will say this much about the cruise. I know it's a good ways off. It's in October, and uh, even though the deadline supposedly is closed, uh, I told you I know of a family member that was able to get on the ship. And I'm gonna tell you something about these cruises. If you really want to go, I wouldn't give up. Uh, uh, I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't give up. I would still call and inquire because if they don't have that ship full, they don't sell those 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 cabins. It's all there is to it. I don't care what they say. That's just how money works. People is not gonna let their boats leave and with those empty cabins, they're gonna make a deal with you. So just know that. I'm, I don't want you to wait till the last minute knowing that, but just know that I know a family member that that was able to make that happen. Okay? Um, am I right, darling, on that? You're right. You're right. Yeah. So anyway, folks, you listen to the Douglas Kennedy Family Friends Network. I'm Seth, and I have on the line all the way from Austin, Texas, Darlene Douglas, and we have a guest who's really not a guest, and that is Joe Williams. We call him Joe Williams, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. Always good to hear from uh, Joe. Uh, Like I say, I'm looking forward to what he has to say tonight. I know he's going to pull no punches, speak his mind, and uh, and so we're going to be talking a lot tonight. Tonight, coming your way, we have a lot of things coming. We have open forum. That means we're going to talk about whatever's on your mind, but we also have some table topics. And let me just kind of give you all just a few table topics that we may throw out there, okay? This is some of the topics that we may talk about tonight. It depends on your response, family, as well as the co-host, whether or not they have feedback or not, okay? But we want to talk about possibly uh, Donald Trump, number one. 
because this man could be your very next president. We'd like to know what you think of him and what do you think for what do you foresee happening in the future to this country if he becomes president? Donald Trump is a bit, you can't ignore him and he's not one person. I get upset hearing people talk about Donald Trump. So he's one person. Donald Trump is not one person. There is several millions of people that agree with him as he would not have become who he is. So don't ever think it's just Donald Trump out there who's crazy. Stuff. No, 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 no. Donald Trump is America. Right about now, he is the American male. He speaks very strongly. He like Rush Limbaugh multiplied times a million. The man is could be our very next president. Women are voting for him. It's crazy comments he made about women. They are voting for him like crazy. He is going to become the Republican nominee, no, no doubt. Okay, so what do y'all think of that? Another thing I want to talk about, if you want to, we want to talk about, uh, I like to share uh, uh, some uh, myths about the Bible, some quotes that we make every day and we say it's in the Bible, it's in the Bible, but it's not in the Bible. Some of these quotes are good quotes and you should keep doing the, keep quoting them because some of them are very good, wise statements. Here's one, cleanliness is next to godliness. You should keep saying that because it is. You should keep practicing it because it's a good thing. But it's not in the Bible. So you can't say the Bible says clearly. You can't say that. But you should keep practicing. So we don't want to knock the statement, the wisdom. We want to just, just, just polish up a little bit as a family, more, be more pointed, be more scholarly, be more politically correct, if you will. But there's several. I have like, oh, maybe 30. I don't know if I'll go through all of them. Depends on what the, what the feedback from them. But I have several statements, comments, words, phrases that we quote all the time from the Bible, and it's nowhere in the Bible. Another thing is we want to talk about righteousness. You know, what is righteousness? How do you can you live holy enough for God to accept your righteousness? This is going to be a good one, a really good one. My sister and I talk about this all the time. And we have a little disagreement over it. Maybe she'll call in and kind of time in. But there's a lot of people that's been on grace, feel like, you know, hey, we have grace, we have the blood, you know, we're forgiven. No matter what you do, you're forgiven, you're forgiven, you're forgiven. Then there's other people that say, oh, no, 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 you got to live right. You got to live right. Well, can you live right enough for God to accept you? That's a, that is a very old, 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 old argument in the church. But I'd like to know what the family think of that. I really would. And I have a testimony that deals with spiritual, I don't know if I'll share this, this is really sensitive to me. I have a testimony of a uh, spiritual warfare where I encountered a young lady that uh, disinvolved uh, evil spirits being cast out. This is a real life eyewitness uh, account that happened at one of the conventions here in Fort Worth. I'd like to share that, maybe see y'all's feedback. I always get a, I did shows on this particular uh, experience, and it was a very popular show. One of my most popular shows when I did blogs for three years, and this show, it was in the thousands of listens instead of hundreds like we have. Many people have heard this story, and i like to share it. Maybe, maybe not, depends. Uh, again, whatever's on your mind, family, whatever is on your mind. We just we just sitting here just this again it's open form. I don't want y'all to think that's the topics. No, that's not the topic. These are just table topics just sitting there to bring up and just to throw out there for uh to wet your tongue. And Joe may have something in his spirit you may want to talk about. 
and our Darlene may have some things in there. As a matter of fact, let me just go ahead and ask you, is there anything in your spirit, uh, Joe, or I want to go with you, Darlene, first. Anything you thought of you may want to talk about? I know Donald Jr. said that he may call in and talk about gifts. He has something in his heart about gifts. Uh, various family members that have gifts, he want he have something to share about that if he calls in. But, Darlene, did you have anything you might want to put out there in open form that, that's on your heart or anything? Um... Let's see. I was just gonna go with the flow. I didn't really. Um... Well, Darlene, Darlene, if if you want to marinate on that for a minute, I mean, because okay. you know, I, I want to just make sure we keep the time, you know, rolling and keep everybody enthused. But okay. you, you, Seth, you mentioned you mentioned a number of topics, and one that you didn't mention is that you know we just lost, uh, you know, Billy Paul, Maurice White, um, and we lost Prince, and. Uh, and then there's the you know the suspicion that uh, there might be a drug usage with with Prince and so forth, which um, it seems like the authorities are always looking into. You, you also mentioned Trump. Um, you know the folks who are not voting, you know probably need to get themselves uh, acclimated to voting because Donald Trump is 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 uh, a businessman. And uh, right now, well, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Joe, hold on, Joe. Hold on, we don't want to get into it yet. That's that's our that's our cream, that'll cream. We're gonna get into that later. I don't want to get into the topic yet. I just want to what they're trying to say we may talk about Donald Trump, but you're getting into it and we're gonna look up and we're gonna be in the middle of the uh <laughs> in the middle of the open forum. We ain't going to that not just yet, but just go ahead and finish just wet their tongues a little bit. Don't to tease them a little bit yeah, if you don't mind. That was all I was doing with him is just a tease. The second part of that is that, you know, family matters and we, we started beginning to talking about spiritual you know things and so forth, and and what's in the Bible versus what not in the Bible. So that's going to be an, an excellent topic. I I generally like to listen because I have my own slant. I got my own slant based upon how I live my life and how you know my family has uh, led me to uh, you know the gates of um, of of heaven, if you will. I mean, I've had my close uh, brush with uh, with death, heart attack, and stroke, and uh, I've come out on the other side and doing quite well with myself. So. Uh, there's a lot that's going on because there's a lot of our folks who are having uh, medical issues and, and no one's really talking about it. And I think that needs to be brought up and what do we need to do to kind of, you know, um, prepare ourselves for, you know, that day when God may come and ask and say, hey, look, we, we'd like to have you. And when he comes and asks, it's not a negotiable item. Um, then I just think about what's going on in the world today. What's, what's blocking your blessing today? Is it you? Can you, can you not get out of your own way? I mean, those are the kind of things I'd like to hear us talk about, since it is an open forum, some of the things that actually hurt the heart. They hurt the heart, but it's nice to be able to talk to family so family can help heal that heart. Right. Well, y'all heard that. Well, we heard you, Joe, and it may be when we start the open forum, you bring up those things again. I'm hosting, but let's get this straight, family. I'm not running nothing. If Joe wants to talk about it, we talk about it. If Darlene want to talk about it, we talk about it. If you want to talk about it by pressing one and saying, hey, what about this? Just know if you press one and you come on with your topic, we may not make the whole show your topic. We just want to hit on this, you know, five or ten minutes to move on. We don't want to stay on any one thing too long unless there's no unless nobody else is coming up with anything, okay? So, Joey, very well may talk about those things you just said, okay? And I appreciate you mentioning that. I was trying to write a few of them down because that's, those are very good. That's exactly what I want 
and hoping you would do is come on just like that and let us know what what kind of things is on your heart. You know, he, he mentioned people that have passed, and, 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 you know, what can we do to maybe help them? It's kind of a big item there, but it is important, family, for real, for real, for real, for real. So these are the kind of things why we brought on Joe. He always going to speak his mind, and that's exactly what we want tonight. So anyway, family, you listen to the Douglas Cannon Family Friends Network. We are going to take a short little break. I want to uh, go ahead and, 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 and just really go ahead and open up and get William B.'s uh his financial uh, tip of the day out of the way. And I think after William B., what we're going to do is uh, we just go ahead and um, we just go ahead and go into the open forum, if y'all don't mind, because really i uh, got a feeling this is going to be juicy because it's a lot on the table, as you see already. So we'll be right back, family, with William we're going to take a break here and bring on William B. Uh, Johnson talking about financial tips. And after that, we'll be back and open up this open form. So be right back, family. Hello, family. This is William B. with your financial tip of the week. You know, this is uh, property information time here in Texas where you'll receive a uh, statement from your county tax assessor if your property value has been increased by $1,000 or more. So if it was valued at uh, $45,000 last season, and it's valued uh, more than that this time, over $1,000, you'll get a statement to that effect. Uh, of course, the higher the value that the county assess your tax, uh, your, your property taxes, then uh, the more you'll end up paying for that year. <clears throat> you do have the opportunity in Texas to uh, appeal. All the information is in the envelope normally on how to appeal. It doesn't cost you anything. Simply follow the instructions in the envelope on how to appeal. I do that uh, quite often since I'm in the property business. Uh, periodically, I go down and appeal. And uh, sometimes you can uh, get uh, your situation resolved uh, to your satisfaction at the informal level, which means uh, citizens of your peers uh, will be uh, listening to the statements you make and what you have to say. And they can uh, make a decision at that level to uh, to solve the situation. But uh, if that doesn't work out, then uh, you'll need to take the formal step and uh, have another group of individuals hear you. Now, at the hearing, though, you really need to, in order to prove your case, it's like in court of law almost, you really need to have some documentation to show that your property is not worth quite what they're saying. So you want photographs, uh, you want uh, uh, anything to prove that your house costs less, whatever that may be. That's what you want. Uh, ironically, though, when you get ready to sell the house, what do you want? You want the exact opposite. You want the house to uh, sell for as much as possible. So that's the uh, quagmire in which we find ourselves in terms of taxes. Anyway, that that's one uh, approach to uh, property taxes uh, here in Texas. 
Uh, secondly, uh, thinking of property for homeowners in particular, as the uh, interest rates uh, decrease, what you should be doing if you're still paying on your home, I know many of us aren't, but there are a few who may be, or you may have family members who are paying on their home, uh, make sure they move quickly uh, to uh, refinance. If you're paying 6 7% and you can refinance with no closing costs for a percentage point or two or three less, why not do that? I know people are reluctant sometimes to change. Well, when it comes to money, uh, we should be willing to change and change easily. Of course, I have a little family member. My daughter, as a matter of fact, uh, when interest rate went down, she I brought her attention to uh, want to refinance. And guess what? She drug her feet and drug her feet and drug her feet, and finally she got to it. But I'd like to see us reach a point, family, where we can move quickly when it comes to saving money, uh, particularly when it's there for us and all you got to do is just uh, uh, make uh, make the switch. One other uh, area we'd like to uh, look at today is life insurance. You know, uh, we, uh, our family and our people have grown up with this thing about life insurance. There was a time when the life insurance agent would visit the home. You know, he would visit the home and talk to uh, the individuals, and uh, they would pay the little money for the insurance, uh, you know, whatever that may be. But you got we, we should be very selective about life insurance. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, whole life insurance uh, is really too expensive uh, to have, really. I mean, it may sound good. The agent's going to make it sound good. You get a big pile of money uh, if and this and that happens. But if you want life insurance only, and that's what I've always had and our family have had, that's what I do. I, I want life insurance. I don't try to use that as an investment vehicle. Uh, simply buy term life insurance. That's all. Just buy term. You'll find that to be inexpensive, and uh, you can buy it over for a long period of time, say 10 years at a time, maybe 15 in some cases, and uh, the price will remain uh, the same throughout that period. Uh, term insurance, not whole insurance. And when it comes to accidental death coverage and child life insurance, uh, be skeptical of those policies, uh, because I think uh, accidents, just like it says, rarely happens. But there are uh, situations where people uh, get accident, you know, insurance just in case. Sounds good. Get a hundred thousand dollars, you know, if a rock fall out of the sky and and uh, cause some uh, uh, family member uh, harm. But uh, there's a good chance it probably won't happen. So I would be hesitant to spend money on accidental life insurance, child life insurance. We all have gotten the uh, envelopes from uh, a certain uh, insurance company, $10 a month for child life insurance. Uh, while that may be supposedly designed to pull on your heartstrings or something to show love for the child, it's not love for the child at all. Uh, $10 a month uh, is really what, what they normally ask, and the reason for that is uh, it, it's not really useful in, in most cases, I don't think. So be very cautious about buying life insurances just because uh, they uh, they come along and they sound good. Uh, we as a people must start to look at business decisions in a business-like manner and not allow our emotions to drive what we do business-like. These people have taken our emotional approach to life uh, and, uh, and they've used that against us 
far more often than they should have. But this is 21st century, and it's time that we really turn some of that around. I thank you for your time. Have yourself a good week, and may your finances uh, really take you places. This is William B. signing off. Thank you. Okay, folks, and that was William B. signing off with your financial tip of the week. And like I said, we're going to be doing that hopefully weekly, but there may be some weeks we will skip uh, because of other programming. And uh, my goal is, my hope is, that we get maybe another 10 audio clips, 10 individuals. We have a lot of topics to cover in the family health Maybe somebody want to do some health clips, some uh, things that they found out. And just, uh, again, yeah, I'm just looking for people that can commit to send me something every week. And, again, it could be very simple as calling my number and texting me and saying, don't pick up, I'm going to leave a, a voicemail. And I don't have to pick up. You leave your voicemail on the um, – you leave your message in my voicemail. Or you can email me if you want to do like William did, who just did a very professionally uh, done audio clip, send it to my email. That's probably the best way, but it don't matter. I don't mind doing extra work in converting it. But like I say, next week, Tasha uh, Mejia is going to be on with recipes, remedies, that's old school remedies, and reduced prices. This You really will really enjoy Tasha. She's a guru at college grants and stuff. So that's Donna's daughter. Tasha was going to be doing audio clips, so look for that to come in the future. And whatever else, family members, that's going to step up, uh, so I know that there's more coming, okay? So far, family, in, in, uh, just just briefly, uh, somebody just yawned. Be careful. These phone lines are very sensitive. You can hear that. Uh, but uh, so far, this is what we got. This is what we cover. These are the different areas we cover in the family just to make sure we're talking about making sure we're relevant. We have inspirational moments. We have health and wellness. We have security and awareness. We have comedy. We have some called Did You Know? We haven't done that in a while. We have some called Around the Family Common News. Uh, we haven't stepped up yet to the plate on that one, but I want to one day be able to hear news going around the family. We have something also called Around the Family Business News. Same thing, waiting on family to step up on, on that. We have Spotlight on the Elder, which we've done that a lot. Ancestry and Lineage, we do that. We used to do shout-outs. We still got that open if anyone of y'all want to do shout-outs. We have Politics and government, uh, governor, Government. Excuse me. We have praise reports. This is a new one that we didn't really jump off too much, but family, really and truly, the Father has been good to us. He has been so good to us. Many of you have a lot of powerful testimonies, and you're sitting on the blessings of the Most High. God has been good to you. And I mean in every area, spiritually, emotionally, socially, financially. And you need to tell it. You need to let family know he he lives, he he rules, he is real. Because young people listening, they need that hope. And a lot of us older people still need to hear the blessings of the Most High. It's, it's just that simple, folks. It's just that simple. And so uh, anyway, folks, uh, trying to make sure I covered everything, covered everything. Um uh, later on, we're going to be playing the E-Courager by Gwen uh, Burks. Um, she may be in Haiti by now, but I have an E-Courager I want to play. It was pretty good yesterday. You know, she sent those out. Are y'all on her list for getting an E-Courager message from Gwen? Well, hopefully uh, you are. It was very good on yesterday. I'm going to play it if I get the moment. And also, one last thing before we go into the open forum with Joe Willis, the Williams, and uh, Darlene Douglas before we talk to the 
him, I wanted to mention something called Bible experience. A lot of you don't know this, but black actors seem like they got every black actor in Hollywood to do this because they literally read the whole Bible. From Genesis to Exodus, they must have been employed hundreds of black actors, everybody from Samuel Jackson to Denzel Washington to everybody, everybody in Hollywood seemed like came together to do this. A lot of people don't even know about it, what trips me out, but it's called Bible Experience. It's all over YouTube. And expensive. When it first came out, it was very expensive. I guess you have to pay everybody, but now you can get it for free. Go on YouTube, type in the word Bible Experience, and they're reading everything from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Seven, First and Kings, Chronicles, the whole Bible. They're just reading the whole Bible. It's very, very good. I'm going to play a couple of clips. They're dramatic. They're really acting it out. Um, anyway, that may happen a little later on. I mean, that will happen a little. I'll play, give you all a little sample clips, but you want to go to YouTube and really listen to those. It's very inspirational. Okay, folks, you heard me earlier talk about, uh, uh, I talked to Joe and, uh, and and Darling, and we threw out some topics. Again, family, I'm looking at the phone lines. If I don't see you press one, we're going to continue talking, assume, assuming you are loving what we're saying. But we want to talk about some table topics, and I want to go ahead and let Joe go ahead. What we want to do to make sure we don't uh, not run particular person talk too much or too less, uh, then I do mean too less. We want to hear from everybody. And remember, Donald Jean's supposed to come on later. We'll see. Um, but I want Joe, Joe to go first, spend about five minutes sharing whatever's on his heart, and then I want to talk a little bit about what's on my heart, and I want Darlene to chime in agreeing or disagreeing or adding to what we said or something new she might have gotten, and we'll keep our eyes on the phone line for you to come on. And when those of you on the phone lines come on, she can go ahead and make it uh Actually, we'll give you the same same five minutes. How about that? Same five minutes, okay? Uh, Joe, I want to go ahead and bring your line is open right now at this time. Darling, your line is now open as well. want to know what's on your heart, Joe, with regards to the family. What is on your heart the most? Well, I think first and foremost is that uh, health. I don't think we discuss health, uh, you know, nearly enough. Um Back in, in uh, the latter part of uh, February, um, my aunt, which was my mom's twin sister, passed away, which was Ernestine Rosenberg. Um, there were some similarities to, to some of the things that happened with her. And I think that we've got to learn to love on our family while we have them here. And I do know as I talk with some, oftentimes with other family members, that we do a pseudo love. And pseudo love isn't going to get it. Because pseudo-love is, is the type of love that you say that uh, you care, but <laughs> when that loved one is gone, you're saying to yourself, I should have, and I should have did this. Mm-hmm. Well, should have doesn't work. Right now is the time for you to go to your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your, your grandmothers, those folks, and tell them how much you care. But you've got to, just like they say with the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got to believe. You cannot be walking and talking a different tongue than what your heart says. And I'm always honored to be able to speak, Seth and Darlene, and uh, I try to make myself available, but oftentimes I can't. But what I do is I'm always on the phone calling and talking to somebody, and if it's not on the phone, I'm texting. Even when my sister, you know, just got back from Alaska, her husband has some type of a disease that he got from, uh, the service, and so she has to go periodically with him to Seattle so that he can be healed. 
and we always communicate when one one or the other is leaving to go somewhere. And we think that's extremely important. And to some people, it may not seem important that, hey, I'm going 300 miles away. But when one of us is, is leaving, we have to do that. And I encourage all family members, you know, uh, to reach out and just say, hey, look, I'm on the road. I, I've got to go do this. Hey, don't, don't do the pseudo stuff. The pseudo stuff will make you, after the fact, feel as if, quite frankly, I didn't say enough while I had the opportunity when that person was really beating for that. That's that's kind of one of the topics that I like. My mom, um, then after the, the funeral services, I think it was about a week or so after we laid uh, my her twin sister to rest, she had a terrible fall and she broke her leg. And, and we came to the rescue very quickly. It wasn't one of those things where we thought about it. Um, my sister and I kind of like come to the family. We sort of spoke and said, okay, this is what we're going to do. One more. I'm going to, I'm going to come into my life. I'm going to spend a week with mom. Then I will come in a week later and a week with mom. And we made sure that she had the entire time because we understand that we only have one mother. And I'll tell you one other thing. I made a mistake a few years ago when I was in college. That's been a lot of few years because I'm 60 years of age now. And someone said, I think I came home and I told mom, I said, hey, mom, I got a, this, this, a friend of mine. She's my play mother now. And I don't even know if my mom remembers it, but I think I, the way she played it up to me is that, you know, you can go ahead and pack your bags because and let her pay all the rest, pay, do whatever else it is. Because, and then I just took it that I only got one mother. And I cannot play that I have another mother. But it, I, I would I could make it funny because I got ways to make it funny. But I'm just letting you know: don't come home to your mom and say, "Hey, I, I got a play mother over here," because that doesn't that doesn't carry any water. Uh, I hope that didn't take five minutes. I have a whole bunch of topics, but I wanted to just kind of touch on the family first. Uh, I'm looking forward to the open forum because I've got lots of information, lots of stuff that I want to share. And I think against um, I know my mom's on the line, and I know my sister is on the line from Alaska, so you might see um, Kansas and Alaska lit up, but they're on because they are what I consider to be, um, they are my heaven. Without them, I, you know, my, my love is, is at a pseudo level, and I don't like pseudo. I like it to be real. Well, I, I think what you're saying is it, it, it is um that's what you hear at funerals a lot. A lot of what you're saying, people wishing they shoulda, coulda, and uh, hopefully what you shared was very well taken, uh, Joe. That was very good. Family needs to be more instrumental, supportive to those that are alive, not just the older people, but some of the younger people, because there is something worse than dying. People always think like dying is the worst thing. I be saying, oh, you could have been dead. Dying ain't the worst thing, folks. It ain't the worst experience to humans. The worst experience to human is the living dead. There are people that die in dignity. There are people that that they're dead and they're still reaching people for Christ. There are people that's dead and they're still preaching. I mean that. There's people that's literally dead. They're ain't on the planet and they're still preaching. They're still encouraging because they did so much work when they was alive. Their voice will not die. That's power, but there are people that's walking around and they lie. They're alive. They're alive. You can look at them, but they are the walking 
dead. This is the worst yeah. case. Darling, you have anything before I share with my uh, little two cent here? I had like a, a health tip, and it's uh, TV. Go play a little music in the background. Don't be startled by it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, TB is on the rise again here in Texas, um, probably all over the world. And I think it was a, a substitute teacher at a Colleen okay. that exposed a lot of the students in Colleen. And um, I was just trying to see if there's a, it should be like a free testing that people can go get. Because it's just a matter of, you know, like if I have TB and I sneeze in, in the air and, and you walk into the air and breathe it, then you could be infected too. And it's, it's oh, just really? that we all should get tested. Yeah, we should all get tested for that. Wow. I know they used wow. to have it at school. Yeah, it passed in the air. And it's on the rise, so that's something to to get tested for. Hmm. Okay. Well, some something that's been due to me. And I'm gonna try to. This is the boy. There's no way in the world I'm gonna be able to do this in five minutes. And I'm gonna sure enough try. And maybe Don will call later on and chime in, and some family members chime in. But this is gonna. I mean, some of these debates are old. It's just they've been around since Christ. But it's still worth talking about. And that is, what actually is righteousness? You know, what actually is righteousness? I'm not trying to get into no theological debate. You don't have to have no pastor present or anything. We're just family talking about life, you know. You heard Joe Willie talk about something that's very much a part of our life. Well, how we look at the Father and how we think he look at us is just as important. And I'm finding that this is behind a lot of our ills as a, as a people, as a species. I really don't think we look at the Father right. You know, uh, what exactly is righteousness? And I just want to share this, and hopefully, like I said, five minutes, four minutes, what happened to me? And uh, I don't know everything. I don't know everything. I'm going to say it again. I don't know everything. My experiences may not be your reality, never. But I guarantee you somebody will be helped by what I'm about to share because I've been sharing this all, all over, really, the world, wherever I've traveled. And it's been this. I remember when I was sin, and when I was a young Christian man, I would. Uh, and this is again, this is family. This is something I believe that a family can use, and we all go through this and have this question at some point in our life. As a young man, I wanted to please the Father so bad, like some of you do, and I kept hearing things like, "Well, if you sin, you don't love God. You know, if you if you sin, then you you you're not a believer. Once you sin, you're not a believer until you repent." And uh, <laughs> I kept sinning. I kept falling short. And sometimes it was the same old sin over and over again. And I finally came to a point, family, where I said, you know what? I just can't do this thing. I just can't do it. I mean, it keeps, you know, I heard all these uh, white stocking mothers in the church. I call them white stockings because they always wear white stockings. But they would say things like, you know, 
uh, at some point you need to quit all this sin. You, you, if you love God, you won't sin. And I really thought, family, that those older mothers and, and, and fathers in these churches and the pastor especially, I really thought they never sinned. And I remember a young lady on my job one time, share, I shared with her, she said, Seth, I want you to take me to some people you know don't sin. And I said, okay, I will, I will. She said, because I really, I'm really, I really want, I love God and I want to please Him and and take me. I want, I want to meet Him. And so I said, okay. And I called this one particular pastor. And I said, listen, I have a sister that want to talk with someone that's living this thing that really is pleasing God and really obeying His Word and, and they walk in the Spirit and they just don't never sin. And uh, I said, I'm going to bring her by your place. And he said, hold on, hold on, brother. What, what, what do you mean? I said, I'm going to bring her by your place because I believe you're one of those persons. You, you, you're serious with God and, and you don't sin. Now, y'all may laugh at me, but it's a lot of young people and a lot of old people even think this. They really think there's folk walking around here that don't never sin. So this pastor said, listen, I love God. And I and I've given my life to him, and I'm very serious. I'm as serious as they come, and I do denounce sin. I do run away from sin. I do uh, uh, flee from it as much as I can when the Father showed me. But I can't say that on sin. I say really. I say okay. So I call another friend of mine, who was because I know I know all these supposedly strong people, and so I call him. And again, family, we're talking about. Things that is relevant to our family, things that our family are going through, and I'm just hitting on the spiritual tip, which I know a lot of us are at. When you sin, do you go to the Father? Do you run to Him or run from Him? And this is what I was going through as a young person. I was running from Him because I sinned every single day, even no matter how hard I tried. And I mean, I was out there winning souls. We talk about winning souls the real way. I was sharing my faith. I had a good job. And it, oftentimes when I get on break or something or on the weekends, I would be with friends and I would run across people and I would share my testimony. People would be motivated by it and I would lead them to the Lord. And I think one year long, I led 70 people. Not to boast, but I'm just simply saying I was serious. That's all I shared that for. So, but I was sinning. I had issues. My issue, I'm just going to put it out there. My issue had to do with women. My issue had to do with, I've always, as a young man, loved women, loved the body of women, loved just beauty. It's just, just, I guess most men struggle with it. But it was one I struggled with for sure. So, anyway, make the long story short, I made up my mind. I have to listen to Tremaine's Hawking, Holy One, I'll Never Let You Down. I kept singing that song, Holy One, I'll Never Let You Down, Never Let You Down. And finally, I realized through the minister by the name of, uh, um, can't think of his name, Lord. Anyway, I'll think of it. Uh, but he preached on righteousness. And family, I want to share with y'all tonight that because Christ has come and shed his blood, it isn't for when you sin per se. It's for sin, period, past, present, and future. All sin, past, present, and future. I mean future. You ain't even done it yet. It's covered under the blood. If you belong to the Father, you belong to Him. You, if you're in Christ, there's no sin in Christ. We're talking about your spiritual state, not just natural, fleshly state. Yes, that can serve sin. That can lust. And uh, the scripture I want to I share with you all before I, uh, we go into something else is Romans 7. It's a very good passage uh, talking about 
this battle that Apostle Paul had within his spirit, his spirit wanted to serve the Most High, and his flesh at the same time was craving this world. And that's what we're going through. We are uh, our flesh, our body is craving sin, be it lying, cheating, lusting. This is this is what we was born on, and this is all we know. And this is what our body is. Our body is Our body isn't born again. Our spirit is born again. The Bible does promise us that when Christ returns, if you believe, believer, if you believe in the scriptures, that our bodies will be saved at that time. But our bodies are not saved, folks. Our bodies are not saved. You can take the spirit that's been born again and make it submit to the Father, but it's still, even when it's submit, it's not born again. And it took me a long time to understand that sin dwells in our bodies, in our bodies, in our bodies, not in our spirit. In our spirit, we're born again and we are accepted in the beloved or in Christ. And this is what the whole purpose of the church, when you hear, when you hear the term church, 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 well, we're one. You hear, hear everybody say, we're one, we're one, we're one. The Bible says, he that has joined the Christ is one spirit. Now, I can go deep into this, but I'm trying to shorten this because I want to, maybe we'll revisit if somebody have a question. I'm looking at the phone lines, and otherwise we're going to switch. And if somebody actually do have their hand up, and I'll come to you in a second here. Erico, full force. No, it can't be. It's impossible. Looks like there's two phone numbers. There's 641. That's Joe's. Uh, it can't be happening. Uh, I'm looking at a phone number with two. The exact Joe, you know about that would be on the same phone line as you. Hold on, I think he got disconnected from that number. Maybe on this number, uh, Joey there. Oh, I am. I'm here. Okay, you must you switch me? phones on me. Yeah, you must have switched phones on me. But anyway, folks, I'm uh, just wrapping this up. The testimony. His name is Andrew Warmack. I I I, am, I encourage family members listening to me. If you have that same struggle, not so much a sin struggle, but a righteousness struggle, seeing yourself uh, by what you do in the flesh, by what you crave for in the flesh, by what your habit is in the flesh. Many of you might. I'm not. Hopefully, we don't have anybody struggle out, out there with crack cocaine. But it's, it's in every family. If that, if that's you are a lying or cheating or whatever, the sin is. You are not that sin. If you're born again and really truly born again again, I mean, you really believe that Christ came and died and rose. Sin has no power over you. It has power over your body, but over your spirit, you are one with Christ, and you are as righteous as you can possibly be. I mean, I, I used to think well, if you live holy, you know, you know, you don't lie, you don't cheat, you. but if you slip in one little area, you're guilty, the Bible says, of the whole law. So somebody that's sinning one time, one time in a month, is no more righteous than somebody that's sinning one time every hour. If they're truly, both of them are truly, truly born again, the other one is just seriously weak and needs some guidance, need prayer, need to get in the Bible and renew their mind. But if they're truly born again in, in Christ, and uh, I know that I know this is probably going to raise some questions, but I'm just saying, if it's the, the the question is if they're really truly born again, you know, and, uh, you're you're justified. You're justified by your faith and not by what you do. We are made right. Righteousness is a gift. So that testimony, I know it's a little lengthy, but that testimony, family, I cannot tell y'all how much that testimony meant to me in my life, and even people I've shared it with, folks. Once you see yourself as sin. Darlene, Joe, family, you will begin to start acting like that. You start. You won't talk to the father. You'll run from the father. And black people, this family, the Douglas County family and friends, we need God. 
We cannot be afforded to be running from God because of something we struggle with. The struggle is in the flesh. It is not in the spirit. In the spirit, we are one with Christ, and that's who he's coming back for. So, having said that, I want to switch gears. I want to go back to Joe because I know he has a lot on his plate, a lot on his mind. And I want Joe you to share anything else on your mind, uh, spiritually speaking. Well, I think I think the first or, thing. Or, 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 or otherwise, I, excuse me. I didn't mean to say spiritually speaking. Bear with me. I saw Darlene Lyon drop, and I, my, my my mind did a little flip. So Darlene Lyon okay. just dropped. But Joe, it don't have to be spiritual. Anything on your mind? Just share. Well, I, I don't. I I think that um, it, it's this is not spiritual, but we have a, a political forum that we probably need to touch bases with. And I don't want to go into the Trump thing, you know, and so forth. But we also have. What truly is spirituality? And I think you did a pretty good job of going through that because a lot of times people have spirituality and have it under a different topic than what it should be, and then we talk about God-fearing. These are basically what I consider to be topics. What is God-fearing? You hear it all the time. Is it the fear of God? God doesn't want you to fear him. Mm-hmm. And so what is that? What, I mean, I, I would say this is for the callers to give them something that they can call in and talk about, and then we can address that. And then we then the other topic, and this is way off the beaten path, but it's still here and it lives today in in our secular world is slavery in today's culture. I mean, mm-hmm. you could have as African Americans, we go to work, man, we dress you know to the nines and so forth, and and we actually have to outwork our counterpart that doesn't look like us, and half the time we're training them to do our job, and then before you know it, their roles are reduced, and then who actually built the world? <laughs> I mean, I like to just mm-hmm. throw it out there. Whom, you know, it's like whomever wants to tackle it. I mean, I've got some some answers and so forth, but they're in my own words. And then failure. Who's the judge of failure? I mean, because that's what that's that's a lot of times what really stops us from doing all the things that God would would, would want us to do. God has, a, has put a package into each and every one of us, and He says, "Go, mm-hmm. my child, and and deliver." But we get caught up in what society says, and we slow down our pace when God is asking us to move forward. Don't listen to the naysayers, because the naysayers will be just like what took Christ to the cross. Mm-hmm. All these folks didn't believe that Jesus had come for, the, for that particular reason, that he was chosen, and he was a begotten son. So that means he was at the top of the food chain beyond God and he had to sacrifice him and still today do we truly believe so I, those are about six or seven things that I could talk about but I have about 20 more because I'm a motor mouth and I also like to um, debate no 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 it's really good stuff and you'd be surprised to know people when they ask the same question like I say folks I used to do these blogs and and I really, uh, in addition to want to share whatever's in my heart, I'm very open to the callers that I would have. And I can't do it with this family line because it's family, you know, and uh, I just have a different way. But on the other shows, we would talk about, Joe, what you just mentioned and all kind of stuff. I mean, stuff that I wouldn't even mention on this show. But, uh, uh, some of which I won't mention the show, but we would talk about racism for sure. That was one of the hottest topics. We would talk about Egyptology because that's the biggest thing that a lot of our young people are going to. I'm telling y'all the most popular topic on blog talk radio 
is Egyptology. Folks are looking for a way to get out of Christianity. And one of the reasons they're looking for a way to get out of it because they don't understand it. Half of them ain't read their Bibles and they just want something that makes the glorified blackness, the glorified black skin. And while there is a whole lot done by Egyptians, I mean, your mind, your head will spin. People talk about Moses' rod turning into a snake and eating up the Egyptians' rod, but nobody stopped to think, what in the heck was these Egyptians doing to make their rod turn into a snake? I know they was on the wrong side. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. What on the planet was these people doing to have that kind of power? In Egyptian, it, it'll just it'll just baffle your mind. And sometimes it, it draws people away from Christianity or away from Christ because they don't understand that, yes, Egypt was powerful. They did some things that Israel could not even fathom doing. But the father chose Abraham because of his faithfulness, and he raised basically, basically in a nutshell. This is a whole Old Testament in one, one, one minute. He basically said, I see Egypt, those were uh, Noah's sons, Ham's sons, and, and probably Japheth and, and, and Shem as well, but they hard-headed. They're not doing what I, that's why they failed, that's why they became servants. That's why Egypt is not thriving right now. That's why people living in Egypt now don't even look like the same people that lived there before. They're very dark-skinned people. But they was ungodly, and so God destroyed them. He raised up this little tiny family called Israelites, and through them, the Messiah come, and, and he wanted to bring a whole other way of living. But that don't mean that everything the people did was wrong or sinful. All that, you know, a lot of that magician magic, it wasn't so much it was it was Satan. It's another thing we give Satan too much power. Folks, we just have an, have an open forum here. It wasn't so much, Joe, that it was Satan giving those Egyptian powers. Some of it was just the mind. They tell us we don't use but a little fraction of our brains. If you saw a human being using their whole brains, it would scare the heck out of you. Because we have power. And I'm not talking about everybody will always want to give any type of superpower to Satan. I don't understand that. Satan is a fallen angel. Yes, he's a spirit. He can do what spirits can do. You know, flip, turn pictures on the wall and all this stuff. That stuff is real. Hollywood got that from somewhere. Wherever you see a lie, is somewhere it's some truth. Yes, evil spirits and good spirits, angels, have power to do things that will scare the heck out of us in this realm. But we are human beings. We are little gods under God. We have the power to speak and let it be so. Christ said, if you say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea and do not doubt in your heart, you can have what you say. We ain't seen no demon do that. He said, the, the works that I did, greater works shall you do. We ain't seen no demons do that. Or no angels. No, we no, got no. some serious dunamis power running through our veins. And so... These Egyptians did some of those things. Those pyramids, that's where we get our math system from. That was Egyptian. So the Egyptologists right now, is, folks, I'm telling y'all, it is the most hottest topic to talk about. I mean, I would have, like, you know, on a good night, I might have 100 people, 150 people. One night I had, like, uh, I guess it was like 360 or something. Egyptologists easy have two, 3,000 people on their blogs. Easy. Because these young people is tired of Christianity. That's one of the reasons I share what I shared earlier about righteousness. we got to understand you could never live righteous enough for the Father to accept you. 
The only thing we can do is accept, believe, and our faith will be counted as righteousness. It's a gift given to us by our faith. And we'll receive just like the Messiah is. We receive just like him. That's why we're able to pray in his name. We pray as him because of this righteousness that's given to us, not worked for. Anyway, any points on that? Darling, I don't know if you are. Let me look at the phone line and see if she is on the... Darling, if you're on the phone line, press one. I can't see. It's a lot of phone numbers, man. You have to, I have to stroll up and down. It's one good thing. It's a good thing to have a lot of callers. But it's a bad thing because you have to stroll up so many. Any any uh, any comments on that, Joe? Before I move on. Well, I, I think the key, the other key point that we we you you referenced it, but you referenced using you know the, the names of Ham and Shem and all those guys is that how well do we know the history? Because the history is tied into the Bible, and when you when you look in there, you see all the things that we we, we openly discuss. You look at the church. The church is fragmented right now because. It's, it's a thing called power They don't ever want to use that word In the church but that's what's Tearing the church apart Is that, that, that word called power Nobody wants to, wants to go through And take it from Genesis all the way up they, they want to start somewhere Way past Genesis And that's in the beginning You have to start somewhere And most people want to start at the, at the, the latter part of the Bible Which means that you missed the whole issue Of the Bible so, I don't know. When I when I hear you talk and tell all the things that you, it's it's good. But I really would like to hear somebody weigh in, somebody call in, and so that it becomes not Joe and Seth with a with a little bit of uh, Darlene. I know there's well, they they hear the clarion call. They hear the clarion call, Joe. I made earlier, and I've been making several times. So we don't want to beg them. Uh, we I put it out there. Press one, press one, press one. I mean, I don't know what else to say. But uh, sometimes I've learned something about doing these blogs. Some people like to just sit back and listen. There's a lot of people afraid to talk, especially on topics like this, because they may agree with you, but this is a little different. This is family. This is not an independent blog where you got everybody calling. And so if whatever you say, your aunt hurts you, your uncle hurts you. And some people might not want to voice the fact that, oh, Egyptologist, I'm an Egyptologist, and I don't believe in Christ. I believe in Haru. I think Christ was a Horus. That's what they believe. That that Christianity. There was sixteen. Hold on, there was sixteen. That's what I've heard from a lot of these young people. Boy, if I heard this once, if I got a dollar every time I heard this, uh, there was sixteen crucified Savior. Christ is not the only crucified Savior, and uh, a lot of Christians are rattled by that. Like what? But I'm not because I know when they get the story, they're getting it from. the uh, the uh, constellations, twelve stars. I mean, uh, excuse me, uh, y'all, bro. I'm trying to do I'm trying to watch the music, trying to look for Darlene. And but anyway, what they're doing is they're looking up at the um, they're looking at uh, astrology. And uh, the Bible says that the Father says He will put signs in the sky. The the stars are for, the star and moon is for signs and seasons. Israel used new moons to start their new month, and there's stars and seasons. Like there was wise men that followed Christ that was able to identify where Christ was based upon stars. Christian, the Christian don't want to talk about that, but it's true. They followed stars to the Messiah. That's why I say these Egyptians weren't stupid. And so these were wise men, though, okay? So they followed Christ. And so the stars are for signs. And one of the things that happened is... There's this thing with the stars where a star is born, 
other words, they get the doctrine from the doctrine of Christ being born is written in the stars is what I'm trying to say, folks. And previous civilizations have encoded that or decoded that and able to see that and have said, oh, here's the Messiah here. And he dies the third day, and he has 12 disciples. And so when you hear a Christian actually hear that there was another person that walked the earth that had disciples that died, rose the third day, it rattles him. It rattles me until I begin to talk with some people of high learning, some believers, and they begin to say, well, yeah, that is true, that in Iran there is truth, all these different, that is true. But you got to be able to tell it to you from other countries when they say, well, I don't believe in Christianity because in my country we have, you know, when they start saying that, you got to be saying, hey, wait a minute. The Father put these signs a long time ago that the Messiah would come. And that he'd have, he put these signs up in the sky because this this story is going to establish mankind. So just because the signs was up in the sky doesn't mean that Christian, Christians are not right. He did come. He was the Messiah. He did die. He, and we all justified by that. And so when you're able to talk okay. like that, you break the back of Egyptologists. I'm telling you, I've had him on the show, and I've had some high priests on there. And I say things like, explain spiritual, I say, explain demonology, explain spiritual warfare. How is Christ able to cast out devils? And today we got people that's acting like this, that's spiritually demonic. They don't have no answer. They don't have no answer for spirituality. They don't have no answer for spiritual warfare. They don't have no answer for, well, what healed my grandmother when we prayed? They don't have no answer for that. They don't have, they don't have no answer when you say, well, something told me to get up and go here. When I did, my baby was in trouble. They don't have no answer for that. When you say, well, something told me here to do this, and I did that, and this happened. Something told me to go check my mailbox on this day when I needed something. They don't have no answer for that. So since you have all these answers, I think I'll pass on what y'all are saying. So I have been very effective. I'm not can't say we. Many believers have been very effective against each other. Most most people, most Christians don't have an answer for them. So family, again, you listen to the Douglas County Family Friends Network. This is open forum. You got Joe Williams on the line all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm Seth all the way in Fort Worth, Texas. Darlene is in Austin. I don't see her. I think she's having trouble with her phone line. Darling, if you're on the line, press 1. If you use another phone, press 1, because I won't know. But we're just talking, family. We're not just, we're just sharing, and you can chime in uh, if you have any questions or comments. And it looks like we do have a question. Okay, so, Joe, look like we got our wish. Error code 817353. Go ahead with your question or comment. Oh, no, I'm just letting you know I'm here. I'm listening in. Well, everybody's here and listening in, Donna. Why did you press one? I'm gonna make your comments since you did that. Everybody, this is Donna, my sister. She seemed to never want to identify herself like everybody knew her, but this is Donna Azalee's granddaughter. Um, but Donna, what do you think of what we're talking about? Any other topics? Reach out at you. Anything? Since she got you on the line for pressing one. No, I just know God is who He say He is, and He's the same today as He was yesterday. And that's all that I believe in. That's what I'm going to stick with, and nothing new can come along and change that. So, Have uh, you seen a lot of these young people? You're in college town. As you, as many of you may not know, but I live in Denton, Texas, um, up there by the University of uh, North Texas. So you should be running across a lot of students. And I was telling Joe uh, and, uh, and the family that 
Egyptology is 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 really sweeping these campuses. I'm telling you, it's like it's almost yeah, like the topic of the Illuminati. That's another hot topic, Illuminati. If I don't want to deal with it tonight, but I got some people that can come on the phone line and along with myself, and we can swing it to the Illuminati. We know some stuff. However, um, I want to ask you, Donna, have you heard anything about Egyptology? Uh, people worshiping. Uh, Going back to Egypt and denouncing Christianity, or just kind of—you hear anything about with young people? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, I've even heard it uh, with my own uh, nephew, and uh, it was shocking because we we grew up with strong uh, beliefs in God, and uh, and you know I don't think they saw the miracles and all the things that that, that took place. But uh, it was really hard to try to shake them uh, away from that. Whatever it is, it's strong. These kids are grabbing on to it, and they're holding on to it. And it's hard to um, sway them from anything different. So we, we as as parents in old school, we're going to have to really get in there and live the life because this new stuff that's hitting the market now, it's not good. It's not good at all. And it's almost like trying to move God completely out the picture. So. Yeah, and, and, and I'm telling you, uh, folks, listen, y'all, y'all hear me every week. Y'all know, I mean, I know everything. I mean, I know as much as I think I know. But y'all, I know a little bit, okay? I've been, my mother raised us in this thing, and I'm telling y'all, when I heard the Egyptologists the first time, they rattled me and my wife. We had to go back and think, like, you know, what are y'all saying, you know, because some of what they're saying is very true, very true. You can't deny the pyramids. You can't deny the math. Uh, the Egypt gave us, Egypt and Ethiopia gave us paper. They gave us science. They gave us everything. Anything you were both, they started. It, but please, Europe wasn't even, a, Europe was a baby. There was civilization in Africa thousands of years before any white man ever thought about coming up out of Europe. I mean, thousands of years of colleges, aviation, before Europe was even born. For real, folks. For real, for real. I wouldn't lie to you. So, they got something to say now. But I tell you what, ain't nothing like meeting someone that understands the Bible. We met some people, some believers, some some folks that love the Father, and they just simply put some things on our mind. They were saying, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I love it when people study and they know what they're talking about. We just so some of us as Christians, as believers, we're so afraid. We're just so un, uh, unequipped. And this is one reason I wanted to do this show, and I wanted to talk about spirituality. Other people, we can talk about Prince and other things that's very important because that's a whole other can of worms there. But uh, I'm telling you, at the end of the day, when we hang up these phone lines and we go back to our lives, it's spiritual. Whatever we're going through, family, is spiritual. I guarantee you, a word from God will heal any any pain or problem you think you have, a word from God. Some of y'all, some of us just need to hear this, these three words from the Father. I see you. <laughs> just think if you the most high, the, the, the creator of life and death, spoke to you in a way that you knew beyond a shadow of doubt, it was him. And he said, I see you. I see you will translate into 
positive self-esteem, encourage motivation, probably businesses, probably a better mom, probably a better dad, because most of us feel like he don't hear us. He don't see us. He too busy. He too big. How can he see me? How can he make the world? So if this voice said to us, I love you. I see your hard work. Those words would translate into money. That's why I think we got a money problem. <laughs> Most of our problems is because of sin. We feel like we ain't good enough because of something we did that nobody else knows we're doing. Sin. Sin consciously. Sin mentality. Feeling bad. Feeling like we ain't good enough. And we act out from those low self-esteem moments. Some of us have heard, I love you. We've heard the Father tell us that. I know I have. And so we we was fine for a moment. But then we hear all these other voices in the news and the media. You know, TV is the worst thing you can listen to. It's, straight, it's the closest thing to Satan on this planet is television. It constantly tells you sublimity. Sublim, sublim, sub, if I can talk here, folks, it tells us in a subliminal language and all other kind of language you're not good enough, especially if you're black. You're not valued. You're not this. Even white people, though. And I don't mean to be racist here, but even some of our white brothers and sisters who think who we think have it better because they have money, a lot of times all of the wealth they've got and they're getting is not based upon a healthy self-esteem. That's why they keep being crooks after they're billionaires. There's something they're looking for. I I submit to your family, Donna, Joe, Darlene, family, we have a spiritual problem. You go, I, I will bet anybody, if I was a betting man, it's just a, I'm just talking here. I, if I was a betting man, you can take a, the, whatever amount of money you want and give it to black people. Get you just, what they need, a tree and give them a tree. Give them all a house, four, two, four, three, give them four beds on three back, give whatever you think they want. I guarantee you come back in about 100 years, they're going to make the people that rule over them even more richer because the mindset is not that of a people that's ready to lead themselves. We need God. We need his laws. We need, a, we, ha- we need a revival of our heart. We need to be more conservative. We need to be more. I just feel like, and I know I'm talking a bit. Y'all jump in any time, but I just feel like, and I'll say this the last thing I'll say. I just feel like, and I'm, I'm living this life, just like some of you, and I'm looking around, I'm saying, we don't have a money problem. I know some of you say, well, what are you talking about? I can't pay my bills. Well, you probably can't pay your bills because you're living above your, above your means. You're living above your means because you're trying to, to hang out with the Joneses. You're to keep with the Joneses. You're trying to keep with the Joneses because you're watching TV and TV says you got to have this. We're getting all these messages saying you got to have this, you got to drive this, you got to live here, you got to live there. And we're trying to, you know, and then some of us really don't make enough money, but we can't hear the Father enough to lead us and guide us out of harm. We have a spiritual problem. Somebody comment on that, please. Don, I'll put you on the spot. I don't know what happened to Darlene. Darlene, if you're on the line, please, please press one. Huh? I'm sorry? Oh, I was just looking for a quote uh, referring to uh, um, something that you said. But, yeah, you're, you're right. We, more than anything, we're just going to have to really get close to God and not go by what we hear somebody else saying. We got to know him for ourselves. We got to read and study. We got to know what he's talking about because we can have uh, a book, a book of life, telling us 
how to go about this life, how to get closer to him. And if we don't open it up and really research it, I'm not just talking about reading it, you know, it, it's not going to do us any good. And that's why we keep coming back to this crossroad and facing the same situations over and over and over. It's just a matter of the question, do we really know him? Are we just going through the motions? Do you really love somebody? And if you really love God like you say you do, you want to know everything there is about him. And with that being said, you're going to do everything there is to please him. So when your when your desire is to please him, you're going to do everything you're supposed to do to do that. And nothing can come between that. So, I mean, that's just like a, a child. I look at my grandson. I looked at my kids when they were growing up. Some days was rough, and I'm talking about, I'm like, God, the struggle is real. But when I would look upon them, they were sleeping, when they would wake up, they didn't worry about tomorrow, because they already knew it was all covered. They already knew they was loved. They didn't have to question that. They didn't have to worry about if the bills was going to get paid, where the next meal, because they are, that didn't even cross their mind because they already knew it was covered. So if we have that same mindset, or just say between two mates, nothing like a first love. I'm just going to hit that. Everybody know that. If you love Christ the way you love your first love, ain't no way you can err. Ain't no way. As they say, you are strong. You sprung on Christ. Well, 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 well let's, let's do this, Donna, because what you're saying is very, very true. You're just talking about a mother and father's a baby, how they trust their mother and father. They'll jump off a ledge yeah. to their father. And that's, I hope people know that. And that's what all I'm trying to say. You're just saying it in a more, probably better way. But I want you, I'm, I'm going to ask you if you can kind of hang out with us until Darlene comes back. And you can just be her. When she comes back, I'm going to put you back on hold unless you have another question to come in. But darling, if you're in the online, I, I think she's having trouble with the phone she had said earlier. So darling may not even have a, a legitimate phone to call back on if, she, if her phone acts up like I'm thinking. But uh, well, I, Donna, hold that thought in. Joe, Joe, hold on, yeah. Joe. Uh, I was going to come to you next, but I was just letting everybody know I don't know where Darling is, and Donnie just hang on, hang on, and just kind of represent her, so to speak. But Joe, what do you think of what Donna said? Any other things that's on your heart? Well, I mean, I think she's she's absolutely correct, but I think there's a bigger issue, and the bigger issue is that um, we're not transferring knowledge from our elder generation to our younger generation. Absolutely. We talk about love, and, and we talk about love and the understanding, but. We have we have a, a system right now that's in the world, and I'm not I'm sure you guys are aware of it. Where we as parents, we are gone early morning. Our kids, you know, get themselves to school via the bus system, and then we're gone until six seven o'clock at night. The garage door comes up, we go in, we're tired. Shoes get kicked off by the door, and the kids mm-hmm. and the, you know our students and our and our children have been home for three hours. Un- unprotected, if you will, other than by our spiritual God and what we've taught them. And in many cases, they're watching the MTVs, the BETs, and stuff. And those are the things that are that are permeating their brain. Now, that one day on Sunday when they when they're forced to go to church, because see, most kids we didn't have a choice of going to church. 
But mm-hmm. the kids now, they will argue to you to the end, man. So then if they do go to church, they got their head tipped at a level. They're not really feeling the church and things like that. And then you get the what's going on inside the church really isn't frothy enough for them. And that ain't just the, the one case. It's what, what I'm basically saying is, is that our former generation used to stay right on top of it, made us do our homework, work with us, kind of showed us that there was love in, inside of Christ. I mean, and mm-hmm. we understood the Bible. And I mean, guys, I'm not really trying to hit any spiritual quotes or things like that. I'm talking real, real, real talk now. And I'm hoping that that hits home somewhere because I can get my Bible out and everything that we've talked about, I can, I can start quoting and things like that. But that's not what this is about with family. Family has to sort of say, you know what, I, tonight I've got Seth, Darlene, Joe, and then I, I'm sorry, I forgot your your, your sister's name. And Donna. I'll just Donna. 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 So we, and, and Donna's being real about what she's saying, and, and that's, that's what it's all about. That's what we get with family. Now, if we had to sit here and have to go over doctrine, that's a whole different story because I believe we would then have to be forced to study and study a little bit more than we, And, you know, Seth, you got it down. Uh, almost well, let, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Joe. I want you to finish your train. You're going somewhere. This is just a quick interjection, about 20 seconds, okay, really quick. Don't forget to train the thought. But let's just say you're right. The young people come to church. If they're not taught that the Father loves you and your sins are forgiven, past, present, and future, through the blood of Christ. And now you can go to the Father anytime and sit on his lap and talk to him. If they're told you got to do all this right here, do all this right there, those laws that you're putting upon them and letting them feel like when you fail, that means God is mad at you. You're not a believer. You're not this. You're not that. You're not a part of our club, so to speak. What good is it for them to come to church? <laughs> That's my point. They are, the young kids have a different system that they deal with. So when they come to church, they're looking for something different other than some, some stale uh, uh, message from the pastor that really is not necessarily for the kids. That's why they have all kinds of youth programs and stuff inside the church nowadays because they have to get their spiritual vitamins a lot differently than when we were young. When we were kids, even though we were forced, in many cases we were forced to go, we found ways inside the church to enjoy ourselves. Nowadays, man, it's, it's, it, church is not what it used to be, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong. But I still think that it comes at my level, you know, when I'm trying to ministry, minister to my daughter or what have you, and, and every other family, you've got to minister that at home a little bit. It's just like going to school. And I know that's a little bit more than 20 seconds. You've got to help that child with their homework when they come home. Show them some love. Don't coming home seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, man, kicking your shoes in the corner, going into your bedroom and closing the door ain't gonna do it. But Joe, yeah, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You show said that. So really the ministry really starts at home. Exactly. All the love and nurturing and teaching starts at home. Then when you go into church it's just like a service station, you're just going for your fill up and your service. Absolutely, I so, love that analogy. If, if we're missing it at home, we surely gonna miss it at church. Mm-hmm. So where we mm-hmm. can grab that? So how can you tell a kid how to love God and they don't even know what love is at home or how to love themselves? Or mom and dad don't know how to love themselves because they're too busy trying to keep up with corporate America. Absolutely, trying to make sure they got this and got that because the Joneses got it and it's the hand that rocks the cradle. Wherever our kids are while we're trying to make that dog to live this so-called successful life, 
I mean, it's okay to have, but we're missing it and we're losing our children. Absolutely. And I did, I, sitting around I, the I, table I, and talking about life, history, what happened in the, where we come from, the struggles, and why we should push for greater things. And, and more than anything, to know that we can do anything if we set our minds and heart to it. But more than anything, for real, is to love ourselves and love one another. Oh, and that starts it, at home. I love it, Donna. I mean, that, that right there nails it for me. And it should nail it for just about every other family that takes, you know, if you don't have to be to work till 7, I mean, to, to be there till 7 o'clock at night, you can leave at 5. Make that phone call at 3 and let that, let that child know, hey, look, I love you. I'm going to get home as soon as I can. And I'm looking forward to sitting down with you, just kind of figuring out what your day is like. And I'll tell you a little bit about my day, and we'll have supper or something like that. We don't sit at the table with our kids either anymore. Uh-uh. Everybody's that's good. That's we good. Do, everybody has their cell phone. Everybody's texting. I'm just like nobody's conversating no more. No, no. I mean, I've gone into places where you know we've had uh, we've doing doing fashion shows and done uh, stage plays and and concerts. Instead of watching the the actual play or whatever, they got their heads cocked down and they're texting. I can I appreciate what's going on there. Even in the, even in the church, I saw I sat next to a kid in church the other day. He never he never looked at the sermon at all. He was texting. Right inside, so I had a tap on the shoulder. I said, "Man, you're missing something really, really important." You know what he did? He looked at me like I like I you know was was a bumblebee getting ready to sting you for just a second. Then he went right back to his texting. Wow. Not my kid, not my kid. You know, but uh, he's somebody's kid, and he just missed the point. Well, I, I think it's just kind of a balance. And y'all keep going because that's good. Y'all, I mean, I really appreciate the dialogue here. Uh, and I think you're very much on time, especially some of these cell phones. And, and I call it, you know, the, the head bent generation where you just walk around, everybody's head is bent. Even if you're driving sometime, everybody's head is bent. The head bent generation. everybody got their head because they phone. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so keep swinging at that. Uh, but I want to add this. I just, I listen. I listen to... People anywhere from Farrakhan to Jakes to anybody that's talking about the state of black America. I listen to all kind of voices, not evil voices. I'm talking about righteous people that I believe is really, really meaning well our people. They may have issues, but they mean well. They love our people. That's the common thread among the people I listen to. And I promise you, I can't get past this one statement. Our problem. Is spiritual. It seems like the more mess we get, the more toys we get, the ghettos are getting smaller. They're not getting larger. They're getting smaller. Black folks, it's all, they're, they're, they're coming up, financially speaking. You know, Donna knows exactly what I'm talking about. We talked about this. They're coming up. Black people coming up for stuff. Y'all can say what y'all want to say, anybody. I'm telling you, look around you. We're getting more stuff. And we're getting more screwed up in the head. Some of us now we can't even talk about homosexuality because now, can you believe that we're in a day where I we can't even talk about it no more? That it's not politically correct to say now people are confused now. This is black people, the people that was once known to hold the African continent. Africa is a continent. It's three times bigger than the United States. Homosexuality is virtually impossible there. I mean, it's there for sure. Don't believe it like hype. It's there. Always have been. 
but compared to Europe, it's like 1%. Well, the United States, it used to be there with us. And I don't care what nobody say. People say, oh, you said you, you should. I'm just, I'm just, if we're going to be Christians, and we're going to go by the Bible, we got Bible music, Christian music playing in the background, we're calling on Jesus, and we say, okay, then this teaching believes that man is supposed to sleep with women and women is supposed to sleep with men in terms of when they're married. It don't believe in uh, uh, homosexuality, in lesbianism. It just don't. I mean, I'm talking about the doctrine we believe in. But we are so messed up, and I'm not talking everything bad, folks, because we're doing some wonderful break, breaking all kind of records on some levels. But we have a spiritual problem. <laughs> we don't. Our, our women, our women, do not love our men. I'm sorry. There are all kind of problems with. I'm just being real now. I know that there's still black love. Don't get me wrong. There's some black women that's going to always be there to death to depart. I mean, I know that. But I'm saying, are y'all looking at what I'm looking at? There are so many black women that they may be with a black man, but do you have the respect that a white man would have? They may be with a black man, but do they have the unselfish service that a white man have? And a white man even not the standard because he ain't God. Their lives, this, 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 hold on, I'm going to finish it. Give me 30 seconds. They, our white brothers and sisters is just two rooms bigger than us, two garages bigger than us, two acres of land bigger than us. They, they're, they're in the same boat as we are pretty much, pretty much. America's swimming in drugs. Everybody is on some kind of drugs. Everybody is getting high, not y'all, not you family. But I'm saying America is the number one drug client in the world. Do we really need more money? No, I like what William B. said. We need to manage our money. We need to manage our money and make it work for us. I agree with that. Make it out of a servant. I agree with that. But black America and America in general does not have a money problem. We have a moral problem. We need to love one another more, support each other more. Fathers need to uh, love their kids, and mothers need to be real mothers. Babysitting is good. Babysitting is wonderful. But that's not the system God created. It's seriously not. It's really not. I know, well, women got to work. I understand. But you got to pick your poison. If you're not there for those kids and some foreigner raise them, there's some, there's some ramifications from that. I'm just being real. We have to go back to the old landmark. And we, we know public schools is good. But to be very honest, my, my kids, both of them come up in public schools, so I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world on this. But I have to admit, back in the day they had homeschooling. And those homeschooling even today is 50, them kids are 15 times more than these kids. Public school, they're just learning how to be popular. Everybody's, then that's when you really learn about Facebook and all this stuff. And, I mean, we got to just really look and like William, he don't, I don't even know if uh, Joe, sounds William, but I don't even know if Joe understand how powerful what he just said is. And you, Donna, hit it too. It's, we got to go back to being fathers and, and knowing our, our kids, if they're in the public schools, fine, work with it, but be up there like the, like the doggone uh, locks on the doors. I mean, be at that school. Know what's going on. If you can't homeschool, you can't homeschool. But if you can, God bless you, homeschool them. 
because these public schools, I'm telling you, we having problems with our kids, and, and these problems are trickling into black issues. One more thing, and I got, and I'm gonna go. AP advanced placement. E, uh, what is it? Other, other, other uh, school, high school. Our kids are going to these schools, and, they, and it's political games being played with them. Oh, you're in the advanced placement program. And, and, and you look up, you go to these schools, and most of these advanced schools, it's, 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 they're white, and the black kids love, they, they're getting their homework, they're doing everything possible. All I'm trying to say is public schools, it's just so big, I don't know where to start. Uh, again, what are you trying to say, Seth? We, Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network, we have a spiritual problem. It's not money. We don't need more money. I, I disagree. We don't need more money. If you don't have no money, yeah, you need money. But the average person, they, we're, we're practically a rich nation. You say, well, I only have $3,000, $4,000 in the bank. I'm poor. Okay, go to the Dominican Republic and tell them you got $3,000 in the bank and just get about 100 Dominicans around you and tell them you got $3,000 in the bank. Tell them what you drive. Tell them where you live. And ask them if you're poor. Go to China. <laughs> Tell them what you drive. Tell them what you got in the bank. And ask if you're poor, okay? Let's pick you up and let's take you to uh, um, Kenya or, or, you know, uh, Rwanda. Get a hundred around them and ask them, tell them what you got in the bank, tell them what you drive, tell them what you... And then ask them if you're poor. It's, it's, <laughs> we don't have a money problem. We have a spiritual problem. Anyway, that's your cousin, Seth. Donna Joe. Go ahead and comment. I want to take a short little break, and we're going to come back here and hit on some other topics. Um, so Donna or Joe, go ahead and uh, comment, and we're going to take a short little break. Y'all got to hear this encourage about Gwen, as well as something I hadn't mentioned to y'all. Steve Harvey did something. you got to hear this. Steve Harvey did something. Uh, I'm not going to even tell you what he did. I'm just going to play it. And uh, I may play the Bible experience. We'll know. We'll we'll, we'll I'll uh, figure it out here in a second when we take the break. So any comments uh, before we take the break, uh, Donna or Joe? I might oh. be wrong. In, uh, oh, go ahead, Joe. No, 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 no. I'm going to defer to you because okay. I'm going to defer to you. Okay. I just, the, the, <laughs> I just think that it should be the way the Bible says it is. The man needs to be the man. He wouldn't, you know. And uh, the woman needs to know, be the woman and know her place. And when all that's in place, then everything else is going to fall in place. Because our little girls won't know how to be young ladies if the moms are not there to teach them how to be. And we as women, especially black women, we used to wearing pants. We need to know our place. And we want to, you want to know why we, we, we kind of floating over the man because it's, it, we lived them did something to us. We couldn't take it overboard. And it's just it it flows from the house to the church. That's why you see more women in church with their kids. You talked about that last week. And the men, it's just we need the men to be the men. And we need the woman yeah. to know what our place is. And I'm sorry, you can still be educated, but I will say this, if both parents are working in a way Somebody is dropping the ball with the kids. I'm sorry. You're trusting somebody yeah, yeah. else with your kids. 
and you don't know doggone nothing about them. They'll smile in your face, but you don't know what's going on behind your back. So you, it's like your privatization, you just threw it out there. So is, is, what is it talking to a man to gain the world and lose his soul? Your soul is you, your family, your livelihood. So th- that's where I'm at. Everybody got a role to play. We can't try to wear the same pants the man is wearing in the shoes because it's not going to fit. But oftentimes that's exactly what's happening. And it's, it's not a lot of times that the woman wants to do it. She's doing it out of, there isn't, you know, the man there to wear the slacks. He's not a strong enough man to do that in many cases. And if he's there and if he's not there. Uh, but what what's really has happened many, many years ago, and this takes us back to slavery time, you know, uh, is that we had somehow been split to different discs in our brain. Right. Because if you stop if you stop and think about it, and this is really kind of weird, I this happened to me a couple of days ago. I, as an African American man, knew the direction back and forth of, of where someone was asking. A brother walked up and he, he looked at me and he looked at the, my white counterpart. And I was, he asked, where was such and such and such? So I'm trying to get him the instructions on where to go. He's bypassed me, and he's, well, he's talking to my white counterpart. My white counterpart had no earthly idea what, where this place was. I mean, I basically drew this guy a map, and he still didn't believe me. He, he, then after I showed him, shared with me, he shared with the white guy. He says, hey, man, do you know who this guy is? This is Joe. And Joe knows the city better than I do probably backwards and forwards, that guy still didn't wow. believe. And I thought to myself, wow. there's, a, there's, a, there's a systemic issue right there where African-Americans have problem. to believe African-Americans. That's a problem. Hold on a second. Hold on, Joe. I have to interrupt you. You know, it's 10 o'clock. I have to interrupt you. you know, it's, just, it's a forced okay, thing. I have ahead. to do this. Folks, those of you listening on the, on the uh, computers, computers, you, you clicked on the link. I sent you a link or somebody sent you a link. You're clicking because you listen to the you, know, you listen to the show on a link. You're going to be disconnected in like a minute. You need to call 914-205-5590. Again, if you're listening from the link, you're going to be disconnected. You have to call the phone number. It's 10 o'clock. As you will be disconnected, okay? One more time. The phone number is 214 Oh, it should be on the link that we sent to you, okay? Quickly call. All right. Um, well, Joe, Donna, let's do this real quick. I want to take a little short break. Y'all are both doing really, really good. Don't know what happened to Darling. I'm looking at the phone lines. And, Darling, again, if you're here, press 1, please. I don't see you. I know she said earlier she had a problem with her phone, so she probably, that's what happened. So we may not hear from her if that's the only phone she has. Okay, so let's take a little short break. And we're going to be right back with uh, Joe and Donna, if Darlene don't pop in. Um, oh, we may keep Donna anyway. She's doing really good. Okay. Uh, is it okay with y'all, John? I mean, Joe and Donna, we take a little short break here? I'm good. Okay. Go All right. Well, both lines are muted there. We'll go ahead and take this break, family. Uh, very interesting topic. Y'all know what it is. This is some good stuff here. This is exactly why we invited Joe, and I'm glad Donna called. Because they're talking about some stuff that's really in your Kool-Aid, so to speak. I mean, they are in the Kool-Aid. And so I'm I'm just glad that um, both of them came on. Well, listen, this is Steve Harvey. And after Steve Harvey, uh, I want to do an e-carriage, 
And uh, I don't know what we'll do after. Well, I may come back. I may do something else. But anyway, check this out. Listen to Steve Harvey. He's doing. Uh, Steve Harvey. Jake's asked him to do the comedy for the uh, Woman Thou Art Luther. I think it was a Manpower. No, it was a Manpower conference. And Steve Harvey said, "I don't know if I can do it, man. I cuss a lot." He said, "Well, no, I want you to do it." And so Steve Harvey was able to do a comedy without cussing. But he did something. I think he made a mistake and said he would how he would introduce Christ. Well, folks, I don't know if you know about the history of this, but Steve Harvey did this thing at the end of his comedy of how he would introduce Christ. Now, you got to be careful when you do something in front of thousands of believers because, number one, you're on their radar. And some of these folks are praying, folks. Make the long story short, after this clip you're about to hear, Steve Harvey made a complete change in his life. He started doing clean comedy, and he just blew up. And many think it's because he, at that point, may have gave his life to the Lord. We don't know. But we know one thing. This is very powerful what he does here. He get emotion at the end, and his life really does change. We'll be right back, folks. If I had the pleasure of bringing out Christ, this is just how I would do it. It ain't got to be the way you do it. You might not think it's just right, but this is how I would do it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to introduce a man who needs no introduction. His credits are too long to list. He has done the impossible time after time. He hailed out of a manger in Bethlehem, Jerusalem, by way of heaven. His mother is still headlining in the Catholic Church today. His daddy is the author of a book that has been on the bestseller list since the beginning of time. He holds the record for the world's greatest fish fry. He fed 5,000 hungry souls with two fish, five loaves of bread. He can walk on water, turn water into wine, no special effects. No camera trick. He has a headshot on every church fan across the country. Even before the kings of comedy, he was hailed the king of all kings, ruler of the universe, alpha and omega, beginning and the end. The bright and the morning star. Some say he's the rose of Sharon, and some say he's the prince of peace. Get up on your feet. Put your hands together and show your love for the second coming of the one and only.
God has been good. Good morning and happy Monday. This is Gwen Burks with the Christian Women's E-Courager. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen well to my words of insight. Proverbs 5, 1. Pay attention to the wise and discerning around you. They have perspective that penetrates your bias and blind spots. If you ignore their admonishments, you may miss God's best or at worst, spend a long time recovering from a raw deal. Wisdom is a watchman that keeps us from entering into unfit relationships. Beware of those who only want you for their own needs with no regard for the needs of others. Pay attention so you will not be sucked into a situation that requires prolonged effort down an unproductive path. Cut your losses quickly. Leave the consequences in God's hands. For example, Say no to an opportunity that does not seem right, even if the promised results are positive. Pay attention to wise counsel so you will not worry later whether you did the right thing. You maintain discretion and preserve knowledge as you take time to learn and listen. Above all else, pay attention to the promptings of the Holy Spirit who is at home in your heart and mind. He is the Almighty's ambassador in charge of leading you to the way of wisdom. Therefore, watch for his confirmation of right and his conviction of wrong. Pay attention because the Holy Spirit waters wisdom with insight and understanding. This has been a Christian Women's Unity Alliance encouraging moment. Be blessed and be encouraged. Issues, folks. So anyway, 
We're back. We're back. And I just wanted to say to Donna and uh, um, Joe, what did y'all think of the Steve Harvey clip? I, I for one, I thought it was creative um, because he's a comedian. I, don't, I, I always kind of hate when a comedian takes and, and, and does a spin off of something like that. But uh, I didn't have I didn't have an overly major problem with it because he he never used profanity like he normally does. Right. No. Oh, uh, Donna, what did you think of it? It was nice. Yeah, Steve was very. Uh, the thing about the uh, when we do these blogs, they audio. You can't see the video, but if you could see Steve Harvey, he was very much worked up, very much emotional after that. And you got to go and hear what he said about that particular event. I don't think he worked out like he thought. It, it, it wasn't staged. He might have wrote it down like that, but he really got emotional. I think it has something to do with him changing his whole. Uh, life as out of his own words, and, and who are we to judge? But anyway, back to the open forum. While the uh, Chicago Mass Choir is one of my favorite songs, plays, plays in the background. God got the power. And I want to say this real quick before Joe come on, or uh, uh, Donna with whatever comments, because I hope that Donna can hang out with us. Donna, can you hang out with us? Just a little bit, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, if Darlene comes, like I said, we'll just mute you. But uh, I do know that she said earlier she has some issues, big issues with her phone. And I don't think she has a one phone line. So listen, I don't want to come off the super spiritual family. I talk a lot about the spiritual, spiritual. And sometimes those are the people that know me. They know me, and they know I'm not trying to be super spiritual. They just know that. I mean, because you got to live with me. I, I, I'm not better than nobody. Many of you listen to me, probably no circles around me, be it the Bible, life, economics. Many of you are much more than me. I don't have no problem giving you props, okay? But I'm just saying, I got my little calculator out, spiritually speaking, and I'm just adding things up, adding things up. And I'm watching us. I remember the uh, in Tulsa when we had our Black Wall Street, when we did support when we did spend our dollars among our people, when we did have the the buildings, the the businesses, the networking, and we were doing exactly what the Chinese, or oh, well, excuse me, what the um, foreigners are doing in the United States when they come here and they work together and they build, and next thing you know, they own and our block and everywhere. We was doing that, and every time we've done that, something has happened. And I'm looking at all of this, and I'm saying, what is going on? What is going on? I believe beyond a shadow of doubt that our churches is, plays a big part in our success. It's whatever success we've had, we have to give a lot of credit to the churches. Of late, we have to give a lot of criticism to the churches. We have to. They're not there for our people. I'm just sorry. They, they mean well. And some of the greatest minds and greatest spirits of in humans is some of these pastors. They do have a good heart. I disagree that most church, I think a lot of them really are trying. But for whatever the reason, I don't think they understand the 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 the, the, the war right now. What's going on? This is a different battle. You can't go holding hands and marching on this particular problem. We need a demonstration of the power of the, of, of God. 
We need to be taught. We need we need to just really start listening to our spirits and quit going to these theological seminaries and trusting what these people are saying. We need to tell our people what the Father said. We need to trust the spirit we have inside of us and just teach from there. We need to quit worrying about our size and you know. Anyway, I don't want to come off as super spiritual, like, oh, he just never talked about money. I believe in money. I'm not stupid. It's the, it's a wonderful tool, and we need it in this world. All I'm saying is we live in the richest country, and any of us that say we're poor, uh, that's debatable. Some of us just got crazy spending habits. Why a woman got to have 50 pair of shoes? I don't understand that. I don't think men, I never, I've been in all kind of locker rooms where we're sitting around with a clothes, a little towel around us, and we talk about women. I've been on basketball courts, and we talk about women, wherever guys hang out and really talk about women. I have never to this day, in my 55 years of living, heard men say, well, man, I just don't really like a woman unless she changes her shoes every five minutes. Oh, I don't like her shoes because she wore the same shoes, man, but we, we don't care about that. Where are these women getting from that they got to have a hundred pair of shoes? We don't care if you wear the same dress every day. <laughs> I know the people, the guys I know don't care. I mean, as long as you're clean and as long as you got something that's filling out that dress, if you know what I mean, and you got some personality go along with it, you know how to talk to people, we don't care about what you wear per se, really. But for some reason, we got these women. I don't want to pick on the women because men are just as vain. Going and buying seven hundred dollar rims and stupid stuff. There ain't nobody paying attention. There ain't no woman looking at these rims like that. Even the bro- I, I, I'm looking at our people with my calculator. Let me go back to that. Then we'll go to Joe and Donna, and I'm adding up things. I do not believe we have a financial problem. I don't understand anybody talking and saying we need to. Yes, we need an economic base so we can fund our own children, send them to college. I do believe that. Again, I'm not crazy. But this business, I think what we need more than anything is just love more for one another. Look at how our families treating each other. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You're listening right now to me because I'm different family because you're mad at the family you got. and You're, you're saying, I don't like the the, the Ennis buddy. I, really, I want to see what Asley doing because these people are they tripping. And Asley saying, well, I'm tired. Everybody's tripping. And then you, you listen to the Addy side. And the Addy side is... <laughs> We can't get along as family. You just heard Joe talking about people that don't, we're not taking care of our elders like we need to call them, say something, you know. I mean, it's spiritual. We got to value our people, love one another. That's spiritual. Be unselfish. The Bible says, let every man look on the wealth of another man. You're not supposed to even seek your own wealth. The Bible says that. I'm telling, let me look at the scripture. Some of you think I'm tripping. It says, seek the wealth of others. Not yourself. But if everybody did that, there would be no poverty on the planet. <laughs> we have a spiritual problem. We're selfish. What is a crawfish mentality? First Corinthians ten fourteen. Listen to this scripture and tell me don't just step on your toes. If you don't step on your toes, praise the Father. No matter what translation you run to, the Hebrew, the Greek, you're going to run to the scripture. First Corinthians ten twenty four says, let no man seek his own. But every man, another's wealth. Well, I don't like that translation. It's King James Version. Give me, give me a new American Standard Bible. Okay. Let no one seek his own good but that of his neighbor. 
Well, I like the NIV. Let no one seek his own good but the good of others. <laughs> That's our problem. If I had my way, somebody said, okay, so if you got black people for a year, and then so-and-so you got black people for a year, and somebody else going to create some financial base, we can create the We can create a trillion-dollar financial base. If we got the kind of black folks that's leading us today with the kind of morals they got right now, we'll be in the same boat. We'll just be richer. But if you get what I'm saying and you begin to seek the wealth of others, there will be no poverty. Last thing I'm going to say, I'm going to go to Joe. Did y'all know, family, that in the nation of Israel, when they ruled and they kept God's laws, that there was no poverty in Jerusalem? Did y'all know that? There was no hungry people. God told Israel, when you go to get your grapes and get your harvest, leave the corners. Don't get them. If you go to grab your grapes and you put them on the wagon to take away and you drop grapes, don't pick them up. Because the corners and anything you drop is for the poor. Built in Israel's culture was a way to take care of the poor. That's just one little thing they did to the poor. There was no poor because they fed them like that. So all I'm saying is we got this prison system. We got – last thing I'm going to say, I promise this is it. This, this, this just gets me, y'all. Last thing I'm going to say, I was in over 70 marches in Cincinnati. Well, why you guys say that number seven? Because that's how many times they shot out on a black man. It was, excuse me, it wasn't 70. It was, I was in 70 marches. They shot 21 unarmed black men. That's why I moved to Texas. Cincinnati off the chain. Ain't no city like it. 21 unarmed black men. 21 men had their hands up and were shot per eyewitnesses. I said the city out of control. They sent the government, Janet Reno sent all kind of police to the police to police, and they came back with the findings that told Janet Reno, these people are not, this police is policed by nobody. They do, they do what they want to do. Can't have no city like this while I one reason I left. But guess, guess what the church was doing? <laughs> it was only about two pastors. It, do we really have a financial problem? If police can just come in and shoot your young men, and y'all in the church, and you don't have the wherewithal to get off your behind and come in and just protest with people and say, stop this, we ain't taking no more, and, and create a presence as a church, what do, why do we want a billion dollars? I'm like Jesse on Jesse. This one time I agree with Jesse Jackson. He said, as far as reparations, I don't believe we're supposed to give all this money to black America, even if the government gave it to us. We should take that money and, be, and, and make college free pay for college for everybody but like I agree with that because if you give if we if we got reparations which some of you I know don't believe in it but I do if if, if they gave us reparations which will never happen but just just fantasy here if they gave it if they gave the average black person fifty six to seventy thousand dollars from reparations with the kind of mindset Jordan mindset a Gucci mindset <laughs> you feel on that Donna I feel you Everybody's just going to run in the mall. Who's going to profit from all that? The people that oppress us. So where are we going to be another five years from now after the reparation done? We didn't give us the money in the same boat. We don't have a financial problem. We do have some financial challenges, I'll say that. But our biggest problem, Mama, as a people, is our morals, is our character. We have character issues because we have a God issue. Go ahead, Joe. 
I know you got something you thought of. <laughs> I, I have something, but I tell you, you, you covered so many different areas that um, that I, I kept coming up with ideas after ideas and after ideas and things like that because I really lost my original thought that I wanted to share, uh, and that's just being you know honest and so. You gotta write it, write that down, brother. Write to get your pencil out like I do. No, I I I, I have it. It's just that. Um, you know, I, I'm just kind of, and, and this, we're just being raw at this point. I'm just thinking about as uh, the the people who are following us, how are they seeing this too? Because I mean, you you covered a lot of great areas, and for me, and I and I, I can't really speak for Donna, but you really didn't leave a whole lot of areas to touch on because I continue to say that there's a disconnect that's been placed in our heads, you know. And I think it had a lot of this happened during slavery because we were led to believe that we had to honor what the white man says. And even today, we still kowtow down to what that individual has to say, whether it's right or wrong. And, you know, I I just think, do we know our history? Because our history sort of dictates where we go from this point forward. And I don't think half half of us really understand our history. And, I mean, trying trying to follow where you were going, I mean, I was there for a while. Then you, you kicked it into another gear. And I, I, I mean, Donna probably could follow it a lot better than me because she, she's your sister and she's accustomed to you going where you've gone. It's like it was almost like Star Trek there for a while, go where no man has gone before. <laughs> so I mean, I, I'm not trying to make, I'm not trying to be funny about it, but you, you caught me a little bit off guard because I was like, oh, okay, well. I can hit it with this subject. Well, let's let do like this. Just in your fairness, <laughs> let me just Donna, ask you. Did, did I cover. I Don, did, did that make sense to you what I just said? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, see, no, to be fair happy. to you, Joe, to be to, hold on a second, Donna, because Joe, hold on a second, Donna. So Joe mentioned something, and I'm going to let him have the floor a little longer. Well, let give you the floor a little longer, Joe, please. Okay. I, 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 I mentioned. I mentioned. I don't. I don't need it. I don't need no, it. I want to ask you specific what? questions. I, I got everything wrote down. This is why I interrupt you. I got wrote down what I said, so I can cover everything I said. I want to ask you comment on this, comment on that, comment. On that. You want to do, do it like that? Like for instance, I mentioned that uh, if we got reparations, we would squander it. What's your comment on that? Well, I, I agree because what's happened is that we've not. We, we're, as a people, we have not been trained on how to successfully handle a budgeted item like a reparation. If you gave me $50,000, I would, I would say, okay, what's my first thing that I've got to deal with? And then that would be what, what major bills do I have to, come, do I have to take care of? And the first one would be that I'm, I'm going to need a roof over my head. So then that would tell me that I need to take a little bit of that dollar and put it, put it back somewhere so that, for me, I could pay you know my 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 monthly bills, but see, not everybody thinks that way. Not not everybody thinks that way. I'm thinking, okay, well, I, I want I want to make sure that I I get my bills taken care of. Everybody else might think, well, heck, I'm going to the mall because that's really the general way most people think. They think, oh, well, how I got all this money, you know, so I'm going to run and spend and, and do this and do that, and that's really demonstrated by our athletic system. Our athletic system gets drafted in the first round, second round, third round. They pay him some seed money to, to, to perform. And what he does, he goes out and he buys his mom a house. It's a good thing he goes and buys her house because that's, that's pretty much the last major thing that he has done because then someone says, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to 
now I take my money, I'm going to invest in something. And then you got these guys who are nothing but sharks who are their agents, and they get all that money turned over to them in, in, in what they consider to be an uh, act of good faith that I'm going to control your dollar and put your dollar where it needs to be. And before you know it, the agent is the one that's making the $5 million. And and the one guy, he's sitting back on his, on his tail. But you're, you're correct, but that wouldn't be all the things. That's why I said we need parents who are being parents, who are who are not walking away, you know, just because they're getting off late at work. They're actually teaching their child how to manage their finances. And so those things begin to happen. You give me 50000 I'll tell you today, if you gave me 50000 today, within that year, I'm going to have $100,000 because I'm going to find a way to where I can actually make that money double. But let me, let me, uh, 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 and Donald, just bear with me. I want to let Joe have a little flow a little longer here. Now, you say you can take that $50 dollars make 100000 Joe, you sound to be a good man. You say you was just elevated into your church position, so we really can't use you because you know as well as I know that's not the average one of us out here. So let's exactly. say you had a problem with the ball, with buying rims. The average, I'm not saying every black man likes to buy rims, but I'm saying think what the typical person would do with a hundred thousand dollars let's say you, you invested fifty and got a hundred. If your morals are not right, if your spirituality is not right, if you don't love your people, if you don't have some sense of family uh, love and devotion, you just go out and buy some for yourself. And it's okay because it's your money. You do what you want to do it. But I mean if everybody did that, what nation would you have? That's why the scripture I just read, First Corinthians says, "Let no man look on his own wealth, but let him look on the other one, the wealth of others." First Corinthians ten twenty four. So let's say you wasn't the First Corinthians ten twenty four type of man. You say, "Hey, if I made this money, like Bobby Brown said, I made this money. You didn't. Okay, you go out there, you do your own yeah. thing. If we all did that, what kind of nation would we have? Go ahead." No, I mean that, that's that's the point. I mean, if if I need that kind of dollar, my first thing would be. To go blow it, you know that's that's how the nation has operated. That I'm going to go blow blow this all this capital, but with my with and again you you're correct. I hate to lump everybody into that, but unfortunately, I've seen so many people they got to go out and buy the gators. Even the guys they got to go get dressed up because the women yes. the women dictate that they look a certain way, and so they got to play that all up because it just looks like money. It just it looks like money. It must be money, but that's always. That's window dressing. So I mean, you're you're correct, and I don't want to knock that. I just and I, and I apologize earlier, just that you touched on so many different subjects, and um, and I I've got a, a pretty doggone good brain. I don't really need to write things down most of the time, but I'm I am getting older. It's just that you hit so many spots that I kind of wanted to jump in, but I didn't want to you know break into it because you were doing so well. Well, well and we don't and, you, and, and we don't really kind of have no rules, you know, and I and, and that's why I'm putting, letting you have the floor. Because uh, I want you to take as much time as I did. I mean, I get family. Y'all should know me by now, and and not just me. I'm not the only one. A lot of people come on show to get emotional, and they just go. And sometimes we forget the rules, even myself. So I just I care about our people, and and I know y'all do too. But when I get to talking, sometimes I just it's so many things. I'm so on this spirituality thing, and I'm not talking about some spooky. Going off, you know, in tongues, which tongues is real, but it's it's it has its place. As long as the tongue is in place, ain't nothing wrong with speaking in tongues. So I'm not knocking tongues, but I mean, so many people out here jerking and bucking and shaking. Go to these church people shouting like like God is all over them, and they make out the church they can't talk. I'm not talking about that fake phony Christianity yeah. stuff. 
I'm talking about some real character where Christ controls your character and that's going to translate into your money, that's going to translate into your health, that's going to translate to exercising all these overweight, I probably should never say this, somebody told me Seth, don't talk about that, whatever you do, you don't talk about that right there but I have to say this, it's going to translate into weight because we got too many overweight people in churches it's just crazy and nobody want to talk about it, I mean you will get told off talking about this is the number one topic you're not supposed to talk about. Weight in church. But if something wrong, our people is dying. And for the most part, in most cases, it's weight. I'm slightly overweight right now. Still overweight. Okay. So I'm saying well, a, no, nobody nobody want to talk about that. Excuse me. Yeah. You're all over the place. You done jump from your brother's wealth to overweight. Well, look, Donna, hold on, 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 let me say this. There is no place to be. This is open forum. We don't have no certain topic. If you want to start talking about Prince right now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not going to let you do that. If you want to talk about Prince right now, you can if you want to talk about it, just talk about it. I'm going to jump all over the place because this is open forum. Go ahead. I'm just saying, no, you're right, but I'm just saying, if someone wanted to interject on whatever topic you were talking about, you you jumped, you 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 uh, what do you call it? it that movie, um, a jumper. He's all over. He's all over the place, Terry. All over the place. All over the place. <laughs> you you well, have, your brain has to be all over the place tonight. Look. Your brain has to be on rollerblades to keep up with you. Or some, some, some jet rocket shoes or something. No, listen, listen now. You're not going to listen now. Hold on. So, <laughs> For real. Like, in a minute. Look, look. I got down road down here. We're going to talk about $20 bills, Matt Harry Tubman. We're going to talk about Prince like Joe suggested. We're going to talk about all kinds of, There is no certain place. You don't have to respond to what I said. Just say this. Let me tap you out. I hate to do this, but you brought it up. Just say, that's a very good point you just made, Seth. But I want to talk about something, and I don't have no problem with it. Um, we, this is open forum. You don't have to comment on what I commented on. I don't say if I say if I say to you if I say to you if I say to you or Joe, hey, what do you think of what I just said? Then okay, you you kind of almost have to. But after that, say after you comment a little bit, just say, hey, I want to switch gears and talk about something else. Joe think did that earlier. It's okay though. Go ahead. Yeah, I I I, I just you know one of the things that we always want to do is that you're the moderator of the of this uh, show, and it's something that I think our kids don't have, and that's called respect. I think that's kind of where I, I believe that Donald's headed is that we want to respect this because this is your show and we're guests and we want to uplift and we want to bring and help the body inside this inside of what we're doing. I think it's healthy. I mean, you 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 cracked me up tonight, man. I can, I mean, I've had probably the best time I think I've had in a long time because when you get on a tangent, man, you're rolling and nobody can stop you. I mean, I Donald tried to stop you. <laughs> Oh yeah. You know what, Joe? I think where it comes from, you got so many different levels of families, of the way people are brought up. You were talking about what you would do with some money. I ain't gonna lie. If they gave me fifty thousand dollars, I'm gonna go spend it on something I've never had. It's gonna be material. God forgive me, but I'm just being real. 
And then later, I lost the desire for it, and I'm hurt and wish I had some more money. Instead of making that money work for me to make more money. But that's not where my mindset was. But when we were coming up, we weren't allowed to talk. It was what I say do, you do. Okay, well, what that mean? <laughs> you stuck. Because that's all you knew is to do it because I said to do it. You, you know, it was nothing in between. So then you're having to come out here in this world amongst wolves and work on that note. And that note is not going to get you there, poor. So Seth loves to talk. So, you know, you, you just have to jump in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like I say, like I say, because I'm about to switch gears, like right now, I don't have to comment on what you said. I want to talk about Prince. You don't have to comment on what I just said. And I think that's the whole premise. People don't know what the order is, and they say, well, he just comments, so I got to comment. You don't have to comment on what I just said. It's open forum. So Prince died. Joe brought this up. I, I want to talk about $20 bill and Harry Tubman in a minute. But Joe brought up the fact. That Prince, go ahead, Joe, and say what you had. So you had some concerns about Prince. I know there was Whitney, and then there was. Uh, go ahead, I'll let you bring it. You want to bring it up? Yeah, let, let me let me let me hit that one because I I can do it real quick. My only issue there is that as an African American, the the first thing they could find negative about an African American that just passed that had eight, um, some something around eight hundred million dollars of that. Let us look at the drug issue part of it. You know, they don't really do that with all the white entertainers. I mean, they when they pass, they try to do this memorial and make it all sweet and everything like it. He's the best piece of sliced bread. But day and a half later, well, we're now breaking, we're going into Paisley to, to see because we think this was a possible drug overdose. You know, so that was all I was going to make out of it, you know. And I, but the other thing was we lost oh. Billy Paul and we also lost Maurice White. Yeah. Uh, no, I thought you were going in another angle. I nope. thought you was nope. going somewhere else with that. It. Nope, nope, right. I, and it was just yeah, it's some people talking like they keep, uh, it's like, there's other people die, but they're saying, how how do you kill, how do all these people that are at the top die? And a lot of people talk about this. I mean, a lot of people, they say that Prince, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but Prince was doing some serious things in the background, and they feel like he was killed. I know they're talking about all the drug over there, and I forget. I'm trying to think what was that he was doing. He was doing something really great, but it won't be the first time. It's too. It, they call it conspiracy theories when you start saying stuff like this. But when you really look close, there's something there. But uh, what do y'all think of Harry? Don't you have anything on Prince? No, I just wish like all of the, the celebrities that that passed or that are still here. If any, because you don't know what's going to happen or what's planned for tomorrow. But I really hate uh, that everything that he worked so hard for goes back to the government. I wish they would put it in writing, that they would invest that to where it would help the world instead of it going to, to somebody's pocket somewhere and, else. And, and, you know, and I just thought of what happened. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's, that's just it. I'm just saying... Before I sit and let somebody just, you know, reap more benefits that really don't need it and do like the people in Israel did, just make sure that you set up programs to help people get their mindsets, not putting money in their pockets, but, you know, putting it to better use. You know, if somebody yeah. was behind their debt, 
Well, fix it to where they can't <laughs> take your goods. Well, you know? the thing I was going to say, Don, on that about Prince is he just bought back his music. I don't know how in the world you write something and it's yours and somebody else own it. I don't I can't comprehend somebody owning a song you breathe out, you birth out of your spirit and they own it. But he had bought back all of his music and there were some people upset with that cuz he was going to have a, a lot of wealth came with that. So that's what some people think is behind Prince. But I want to ask y'all another question. What do you think about the twenty dollar bill? Uh the in the future the twenty dollar bill is gonna be under Harry Tubman Tubman. Harriet love Tubman uh, name. What do y'all think of that? That's wonderful. I love it. Yeah, so our kids will be able to look at the dollar and see their their face. Somebody look like them on money. Uh, Donna, you mentioned something about women in the church, and I wanted to hit that. That is always no, no. Before I go to women in the church, I got to hit this one. Joe, Donna, whichever one answer first. Y'all may answer the same time with this one. Next year, this time, we're going to be seeing President something, either Clinton or President <laughs> Trump. How do y'all feel <laughs> right now if President Trump is going to be what you going to say? Please, I'd love to hear what you got to say on this one. How do you, you think it would be? You ask the Go ahead, Joe. Whoever want to say something first. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. I'll come okay. Well, I, one, I think that uh, many of my friends have said they're going to move to uh, Canada if Donald <laughs> Trump is in. Um, I personally know we, we're going to have to pick somebody, so we better get we better arm ourselves now because there's going to be somebody who's going to get to get the presidency, you know. And I believe that. Something's going to come out on Trump, and he's not going to make it. Something's going to happen, but then, and please, Donald, don't, don't beat me up. I just think it's we we're, it's still a little early. I think we're a term away from actually having a woman president. Uh, you know, and I say that only because we have a female pastor at our church, and she needs to man up. She needs to you know, stop all the whining, stop all that stuff there, and stop crying at the drop of a dime. That's not really... You're in a position of authority now. Oh, hold, on, hold on, Joe. You say she needs to man up. She needs a woman up. She needs to man up. She needs to man up. She needs to sit down and get into a man. And she got because she no. can't be no man, Joe. No. Go ahead. I know, I'm but I mean, she needs she needs she needs a woman up though. I mean, and I, and I say that with with true sincerity. Uh, you can't. That that's the thing that I worry about is from a female pastor, and and I think of a female president. When you sit back in there with all these, these huge dignitaries who are controlling the nation under whatever law that they have, because, you know, the United States is kind of, you know, it's a free country kind of, kind of a thing, and they, you, we say democratic and things like that, but that's, that's not really the case. I mean, we've we, we got a free-willing country, and in other, other countries, they're not as free-willing as that. You've been across the country, and you know that to be true. What happens when you send a, a president over there and um, a female who can get very sensitive and, and, and you hit a subject? And it's a sensitive package that God placed in all women, fortunately. Hey, you that. know what, Joe? Um, uh, just quick inter- interaction here. I don't think you can say that by Hillary. Do you know that it's been said that when Bill Clinton was president that he really wasn't, that it was his wife 
calling the shots. Hillary Hillary Clinton is not a softie. Did you see how she conducted herself in the Obama administration? That ain't no typical woman. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say typical woman because I think, I think women can be very strong. All throughout history, Ethiopia had two woman rulers that was just Candace. Oh, my goodness. Candace, that's that part of that black history, African history. Never heard of Candace. Man, please. I think Hillary is a horse of another breed. I don't think she's going to be like what you're saying at all. Well, let's hope so. Let's let's hope what you're saying, um, but I, you know, we see cracks in infrastructure. I'm just, you know, giving you what I what I'm what I'm thinking. I really now, think that. Uh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, uh, I I'm hoping that you can handle it, but if you don't, I think Donald Trump is going to run this thing just like the NBA that he is. He's a multi, you know, tr- billionaire, trillionaire, however you want to go. And he's going to be able to buy stuff that Hillary won't even be able to touch. Oh, no, no, no. I disagree. I don't think people understand the Clintons. These people will make Donald Trump money look like he's a schoolboy. Power and there's money. Trump has a lot of money. When you got friends that's on, like, strings on your strings, so you get the strings to friends with billions. If Clinton Rolodex and Trump's Rolodex, I like to add up that. I like to add up who's on Trump's Rolodex and who's on Clinton's Rolodex. Clinton, no presidents he have around wrapped around his thumb. These people are some powerful people, and I don't. At first, I was kind of for Hillary, but I begin to start turning to, turning towards Bernie after a while. Here's why. God, I hope I, hope I don't get in trouble for this. Sitting on this phone line because these people be listening. The Clintons is responsible for a lot of people dying that oppose Bill Clinton as, as, as governor. And someone did an excellent job of putting down the timeline. Oppose Bill Clinton on the 13th, on the 23rd they're missing. Oppose Bill Clinton on the 1st, on the 31st they're missing. Oppose Bill Clinton in June, died. In, and this stuff wasn't coincidental. This is some very powerful people, man. And then he became president, multiplied that times 100. They got all kind of people, man. I mean, you ever see some president that go around after they're not president with the kind of thought and power. He is the reason for Barack Obama, a lot of people believe, being president. These are some powerful people, man. Trump may have businessmen. Let me just, just throw this out and then you finish. There's a very rich man in Dallas who ran for president. What's his name? Donald, help me out. A little short, little funny looking dude. Can't yeah, I, I remember him. I remember him. I they mean, made uh, fun of him like he was a little child. Uh, can't think of his name. They made fun of him like he was a little child. This was a billionaire. Man, we're talking about some folks that you're not nothing to them because you got a billionaire. That's something to us, but it's some it's some powerful people that make money. I mean, I mean, I don't mean make money. Like I mean, this they literally. Some people don't need money. They can just say Bill Clinton is, says this, and you know he wants to build this, and banks will say. Bill, we'll pay Bill for you. Just say our name. I mean, these are powerful people, man. I almost, I almost want to see somebody other than Hillary now. I mean, it's scary. Keep in mind the most oppressive president we thought was Bush. I've been thinking that for a long time. And somebody said, oh, Mo, oh no, 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 brother. You don't understand what Bill, Bill Clinton is responsible for welfare reform. 
Bill Clinton's in the Reverend Ferry Farm was a good thing, but a whole lot of people uh, felt beneath the cracks on that. He's responsible for three strikes you out. That's why the prison system is a million black men strong, because of three strikes you out. On CNN the other night, there was in the prison talking to these guys, and the guy said, I did the third thing wrong. He said, it wasn't nothing violent, and I got 35 years to life. That's Bill Clinton. Oh, was that good? That was bad because that was affecting minorities. Right. So I'm saying Bill Clinton, they were some powerful people, man. They did, they did, they didn't do us right. Bill Clinton sacrificed and blew everybody away from here, black president. But when you look at what that man set in place, I don't know if they're good news. I mean, yeah, they gave us Barack Obama, but then a lot of people are saying Barack was a little bit controlled too much by them. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, well. Get yourself prepared, and I tell all my people who say they're going to move to Canada, get yourself prepared, and I'm going to have to get get ready to go to bed here pretty soon. But get yourself yeah, prepared for, for for both for both of them because I don't believe either one of them uh, are are really what we have been accustomed to. Exactly, uh, man. Uh, you, when you when you look at uh, Trump, he's brash, and brash sometimes doesn't doesn't get it done. Clinton knows the system. She she is, you know she's gone through four terms with. With Bill, so she knows it ends and outs, and then she was also an ambassador and continued to do her her business, you know, uh, across the pond and here in the United States. And she's got a nice little group of people. You just got to get Bernie Sanders and the crews and people like that, so you can determine where do those votes go because those votes could all be coming to Hillary. But I don't. I, I felt like the world was ready for an African American president. I didn't think that it would be that as soon as it is. I'm happy that in my life term my lifetime and I've been able to experience that. But I yeah. just think that she's she's gonna fall just a tad short, which is gonna be a huge surprise and it's gonna it's gonna set up for the next for the next term and she may not be the one in the next term. I think she's at her she's she's at her end for the most part because she's getting up yeah. in age. Well yeah. uh, what That's do you the, say, Donna? What do you say? Win, lose, what do you say? I'm 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 with Joe, but I'm I'm gonna say this here. We we better uh, start getting our heads together because uh, this this ain't no joke. This is serious. I, I would say I'm gonna take it a little somewhere else, but you know I grew up in the time uh, where I saw a little bit of, of the hardships uh, that the black people suffered, and I promise you today it's like I'm back in that time. Mm. But here in Denton. It's like uh, all you see is rubber flags. You you see people yeah, pushing buddy. their way and trying to start some, you know, it's just we were at a park and there were some minorities everywhere with their little children because they redid the park and puglos or skinheads pull up, no kids, pull up under the grass and shot a big old rebel flag up in the middle of the park. I'm like, you know, with the dogs. And I'm just like, come on, what in the world? And then you got kids just missing and nobody know where they at. Somebody, you you know, you just heard about, but I'm talking about friends, kids that just done disappeared off the map. And I'm just like, this ain't ain't no joke. And I'm sitting in the the Social Security office this morning. Hell, I'm thinking I'm in the wild, wild west. Stay strapped. I'm like, Jesus. I said, oh, God. I said, you know what? I can't do this. It don't take nothing for something to pop off. 
you got somebody laying dead because somebody want to play. You know, I, I, y'all, I don't know. This, this here, this is some mess. This, this is some mess. I mean, it's just racism is just popping off like it's just. I'm traveling back in time, and it don't, it ain't looking good. Not in 2016, it ain't. So I really hope Trump well, don't get nothing. Well, you know what? I'm gonna say this. I may be a little different. I disagree. Did you do you believe Hillary gonna win? Yes or no, Donna? Do you believe Hillary is gonna win? Yes or no? I don't know. It's slim. I, I yeah, don't know. We don't know. I mean, what would you like? To, well, I, let me just tell you what I, I believe. Right there, right now, nobody gave that man respect. That's why I, I, I'm just love my. I follow you, but I'm, I'm talking about something. I'm trying to see how you feel about Hillary. If she gonna win or not? Or you think she think she's gonna win? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even trying to. What would you like to see? Let's see. Let's ask you that. You, you don't know, but what would you like to see? I would prefer her over Trump. Yes. Yeah. Well, this I'm thinking. I'm almost just listening, to y'all, man. I hate to say I'm changing my mind right now, but I believe either way it go, it's gonna be a different world. I do believe that. Yeah. I think I think William B said something when he was on the show, he said he was a Bernie and he one of the reasons he said because the Clintons are wealthy and they don't really understand us like a Bernie Sanders would. That's kinda of where I'm at with that now. I just think the thing about Hillary deal that the, the kind of it may be a little encouraging is they so close to the Obamas, but I don't know. The people when you're that rich, soon as Obama stepped down, he might just be another nigga. Sorry, it's just the truth. Another just another black person that's trying to pull his coattail. Another black person calling him. So I hope Trump don't get it because I feel like a lot of white males is going to wake up and like them rebel flags is going to get worse and they're going to feel like we got our country back and it's going to be hell. I think with Clinton, it'll continue to go down the Obama kind of way, but you have to watch her. You have to watch her. I think those are evil people. I'm sorry. I, I've read some stuff and seen some stuff, and there is some, there's some stuff out on them people, man. That's all I'm going to say. But listen, y'all, we got to wrap you up. Joe, you can go ahead and go to bed like you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> and we better do the same thing. But listen, man, I really enjoyed hearing from you and represent the uh, the uh, MB Duke inside the family. But more important, represent the family, man. I always enjoy you. I always speak your mind. You're very strong in what you believe, and uh, you know you want a person that actually sometimes disagree with me, which I I have other people that disagree with me, but I like to hear different sides. And you do that. You bring that every time. I appreciate that. And of course, Donna is my sister. She'll have no problem. Let me know how she feel. Donna, I appreciate you hanging out. So, darling, I don't know what happened to her phone. Hopefully, she'll get another phone to get it fixed and uh, be back on the show on Tuesday. Folks, Tuesday, uh, we may continue this. I don't know, uh, but it'll be fun. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up. Donna, any last words? Joe, any last words before I wrap this show up? Well, Brother Joe, uh, I'm glad to have met you tonight. I really don't know how you tied in with the family, but every Tuesday is a opportunity for me to meet. Well, hold on. Let's tell you how. Hold on. That's not that's not cool. We, we want you to know how you tie in. Right. Listen very closely. M B 
Dugan. Joe, I'll let you tell him. Tell him exactly. I can do it. Oh, I really can. But I want you to tell him. Start from Ed Well, I can only start from the MB part. You know, because that's okay. MB is Ed son. Right. So MB is my grandfather. And um, <laughs> he um, brought 10, uh, 10, 10 ladies, 10 women, 10 girls, 2 boys. Uh, my, I fall under my mother, Justine which is uh, one of the twins. Ernestine just passed uh, in February. And uh, so my mom now is, is without her twin, but it's always in her heart. I believe she, I believe her to be on the phone with my sister, but I'm not exactly sure if she made it. Other than hello, that, Ms. Uh, Josephine. Hello, Miss Josephine, if you are. And so, Donna, you understand how he's related? Yes, yeah, I do. Okay. I just wish y'all would put pictures up so I can put faces with names. Because that's the deal. Right. I, I don't know faces. And I would love yeah. to just tie it all in together. Yeah, well, Robbie. What I'll do is, uh, Robbie is my cousin. Right. Okay. Are you are right. you familiar with Robbie? Hey, Robbie. You heard Robbie come on yeah. the line. Not any Robbie, but the other Robbie. You've heard the two Robbies. Oh, my. Y'all, we got two Robbies? Wow. Oh, Lord. Anyway, anyway, that's how you related, Donna. You'll think of all this. I know you remember Robbie coming on the line and spoke with him. We talked about that that particular call, but you just you got to think about it for a minute. She has a personality a lot like yours, very uh, outspoken and fun to talk to. But listen, I'm going to wrap the show up. So, Donna, go ahead, finish up your last words, and I'll let Joe have the last words, and we'll go ahead and wrap it up. No, I'm good. It's always a pleasure to... Uh, chime in with family, and it's something I've always wanted. I'm a family person. Nothing in the world means more to me than family. Absolutely, family. I'm so serious. If I got Amen. family, the most of my world said knows that. Sometimes he tell me I'm demonic because it's not how normal people. But it's just some about family. It just it's what holds everything. I don't together. say you demonic for that reason, Donna. Don't go there. I don't say it for that I reason. No wrong with loving your family. I take it overboard. Yeah, when she you know, takes it overboard, it is oppressive. It, it can be oppressive when we, well, since you open up the barrel of worms, it can be oppressive if we expect too much from family. Family can't do what God can do. Family can't do what Christ can do. Family is family. They have limits. They have issues. Everybody have issues. Every side is, we, we, you just can't, and you can't be, I can't know everybody in my family. Yeah. That's what we I talked can't. about today. That's what we talked about yeah. today. When we get, right. hold on a minute. Hold on, Ted, hold on. When we get so caught up that we don't have time, because you never know who needs to hear your voice and saying that they matter in life, that they are loved. And if there is a struggle going on, just keep your head up, sister. It's going to be all right. This too shall pass. Storms don't last always. Sometimes you need to hear that. I don't need to just yeah. know you, my brother, by blood. I need to hear. It's the whole thing. Give me my flowers while I'm living. Don't stand over me and I didn't have a relationship with you. I believe yeah. in relationship. That's what builds a nation. And that's why we're losing our kids because family is just not that, that family bond anymore. Okay, now hold on, hold on, you're getting, you're getting cranked up and we got to wrap this up, Donna. Okay, that right there is beautiful. That is, that, that, hold on, hold on, that's not demonic right there. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with a, a word she just said. Nothing. Okay. That's not what I'm calling demonic. Brother Joe, Cousin Joe, last words. 
Well, I just want to say again, it was an honor to uh, be a part of uh, this open forum tonight, and uh, hopefully I didn't step too hard, um, but I, I enjoyed every minute of it. But I know that uh, tomorrow I'm going to pay for it because it's 12 o'clock <laughs> here. It's, it's 12 o'clock yeah, here, and I know I'm going to pay for it. I I really got on thinking that we'd, we'd be done, you know, roughly around 11, my time. And, um, yeah. And so, yeah. like I said, it I don't work for like tomorrow. that, bro. It, it yeah. seems to never so, work uh, like that. We can always just stop talking, but we, we get to talking and we can't. And we just have to keep talking. Hey, I'm the same way every year. Every week I say, we're going to be done by 10. But it's just a conversation. But, man, I enjoyed you. I enjoyed you. I enjoyed you. Enjoy Donna. Donna is Donna. I love talking to her. She just always going to bring it correct. That's the real Donna. Ain't no, ain't no fake and phony in that. Uh, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. I'm going to wrap up the show with the one last song. I always try to. Actually, I got two songs here. I don't know if we, well, well, one last song. I'm gonna, so I'm, either I'm way, gonna, I'll see y'all I'm, later. I'm gonna sneak away. Wait, okay. Wait, okay. I'm gonna All sneak right. away. Okay. But that was Donna and Joe. Uh, thank y'all again for everything. I really do appreciate it. And like I said, family, I'm gonna just uh, go ahead and wrap up the show with one last song. If you can listen, if you got to run, that's fine. And. It's just some of the young people like this song. I kind of like it, too. It's a little secular. It's a little different for this show. But check this out, and I'll see you next week. Love every single one of y'all, and nothing you can do about it. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again We've come a long way from where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again When I see you again Damn, who knew? All the planes we flew, good things we've been through that I'll be standing right here talking to you about another path. I know we love to hit the road and laugh, but something told me that it wouldn't last. Had to switch up, look at things different, see the bigger picture. Those were the days, hard work forever paid. Now I see you in a better place. See you in a better place. Uh. How can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side. And now you gon' be with me for the last ride. Without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it When I see you again again. We've come a long way way. From where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it When I see you again When I see you Watch your way and the vibe is feeling strong and was small turn to a friendship A friendship turned to a bond and that bond will never be broken The love will never get lost And when brotherhood comes first and the line will never be crossed Established it on our own when that line had to be drawn And that line is what we reach so remember me when I'm gone How can we not talk about family when family's all that we got Everything I would do you would say